This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Time now for the starting lineup. Row 22. Mike Wallace, St. Louis, Missouri. Lucas Oil, Chevrolet. Row 21. John Andretti, Indianapolis, Indiana. BB, A+, Atsunoto, Ford. Forrest Said, Carlsbad, California. Centrix Financial, Chevrolet. Row 20. Jason Leffler, Long Beach, California. FedEx, Chevrolet. Elliot Sadler, Emporia, Virginia. M&M's Ford. Row 19. Dave Blaney, Hartford, Ohio, Jack Daniels, Chevrolet. Casey Kane, Enumclaw, Washington, Dodge Dealers, UAW, Dodge Charger. Row 18. Rusty Wallace, St. Louis, Missouri, Miller Lite, Dodge. Mike Bliss, Milwaukee, Oregon, Net Zero, Best Buy, Chevrolet. Row 17. Joe Nemechek, Lakeland, Florida, U.S. Army, Chevrolet. Kyle Petty, Trinity, North Carolina, Georgia Pacific, Dodge. Row 16. Mark Martin, Batesville, Arkansas, Viagra, Ford. Ken Trader. Fenton, Missouri, Schwann's Home Service Dodge. Row 15. Kevin Harvick, Bakersfield, California, GM Goodwin Chevrolet. Casey Mears, Bakersfield, California, Target Dodge. Row 14. Brian Vickers, Thomasville, North Carolina, GMAC, Dodd.com, Chevrolet. Carl Edwards, Columbia, Missouri, Office Depot, Ford. Row 13. Jeff Green, Owensboro, Kentucky, Betty Crocker, Cheerios, Dodge. Travis Quapple, Janesville, Wisconsin, Kodak Dodge. Row 12. Jeremy Mayfield, Owensboro, Kentucky, Dodge Dealers, UAW Dodge. Greg Biffle, Vancouver, Washington, National Guard Ford. Row 11. Bobby Hamilton Jr., Nashville, Tennessee, Tide Chevrolet. Kenny Wallace, St. Louis, Missouri, the Aaron's Dream Machine Chevrolet. Row 10. Bobby Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas, Interstate Battery Chevrolet. Kyle Bush, Las Vegas, Nevada, Kellogg Chevrolet. Row 9. Sterling Marlin, Columbia, Tennessee, Coors Light Dodge. Jamie McMurray, Joplin, Missouri, Texaco Havlin Dodge. Row 8. Scott Wimmer, Wausau, Wisconsin, Caterpillar Dodge. Jeff Gordon, Vallejo, California, DuPont, Chevrolet. Row 7. Matt Kenseth, Cambridge, Wisconsin, DeWalt Ford. Kurt Bush, Las Vegas, Nevada, Sharpie Ford. Row 6. Scott Riggs, Bahama, North Carolina, Vaveline Chevrolet. Ricky Rudd, Chesapeake, Virginia, Motocraft, Genuine Parts Ford. And now, the the top 10 starters. Starting 10th, Martin Truex Jr., Mayetta, New Jersey, Best Pro Shop Chevrolet. Starting 9th, Ryan Newman, South Bend, Indiana, Altel, Dodge Charger. Starting 8th, Kevin LePage, Chubber, Vermont, RJ, Dodge. Starting 7th, Mike Skinner, Susanville, California, Team Argent, Dodge. Starting 6th, Jeff Burton, South Boston, Virginia, Singular Wireless Chevrolet. Starting 5th, Dylan Hart Jr., Mooresville, North Carolina. Budweiser Chevrolet. Starting fourth. Tony Stewart, Rushville, Indiana. Home Depot, Chevrolet. Starting third. Michael Waltrip, Owensboro, Kentucky. Napa Auto Parts, Chevrolet. Starting second. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajon, California. Lowe's, Chevrolet. And starting on the Bud Bowl. Dale Jarrett, Hickory, North Carolina. UPS Ford. 200,000 fans anticipating the green flag. It is in the air, and we're underway in the great American race, the Daytona 500. Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Johnson, Michael Waltrip, and Tony Stewart stay door-to-door as they go off into turn number one. It'll take about three-quarters of a lap or a full lap for to get the restrictor plate engines up to full power. So far, a good, clean start as they go to turn two. Ford and Chevy side-by-side on the point as they lead them into turns one and two. It's Dale Jarrett on the bottom. Jimmy Johnson topside, nose-to-nose as they come off two. It's Jarrett by half a car length. Dale Jarrett getting the advantage down low. Fender out in front. Here comes Jimmy Johnson back in the outside lane. Everyone stacked up two by two by two. Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Johnson, wheel to wheel. Michael Walter three wide for the lead in three. Well, the 
didn't take very long. Three wide racing up in turn number three. Michael Waltrip in the middle. Jimmy Johnson on the outside trying to lead lap number one as they funnel off turn number four. That inside line trying to form up and draft by Jimmy Johnson, but he's strong all by himself. He's got the outside lane covered. He leads lap one of the Daytona 500. But there's all kinds of shuffling going on behind him. Dale Jarrett first in line, knocking on the door, trying to get by in turn one. Tony Stewart climbs the banking. He makes a run at Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's the battle for third spot. Jimmy Johnson, Dale Jarrett, single file in positions one and two. Then it's Junior and Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart in the outside lane. His orange Home Depot Chevrolet wound up up top. Here's Jimmy Johnson, the race leader. He'll change lanes. He'll go to the outside. Dale Jarrett follows him. Traffic bottles up. Michael Waltrip again right up the middle. Now they're side by side for second. Tony Stewart topside. Dale Jewett down low. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Michael Waltrip side by side. That's the battle for fourth and fifth. Here comes Dale Jarrett. He wants a piece of the lead off four. Trying to make the move on the outside as they come down to the start finish line. Michael Waltrip trying to get himself in a position to tuck in with his drafting partner Dale Earnhardt Jr. and see what they can do. Jimmy Johnson is the leader as they go back to turn one. Tony Stewart is the man on the move right now. Stewart gets a kick in the pants from Michael Waltrip. That'll enable him to pull up and try and put the challenge on Jimmy Johnson for the lead. But Johnson is strong down stairs. It's Johnson, Stewart, and Dale Jarrett. Jimmy Johnson running really well in that low lane. Uses it coming off turn two and uses the lower half of the back straight away. Everyone stacked up in double wall formation behind him. Dale Jarrett almost gets kicked off on the apron. Dale Jarrett off the pace as everyone steams by on the outside. Ryan Newman goes by. Ricky Rudd goes by. Here comes Kurt Busch, Jeff Gordon. Dale Jarrett has lost some 10, 12 positions. He is backsliding down low on the racetrack. Dale Jarrett just got run into a bit by Dale Earnhardt Jr. who was knocked by Mike Skinner from behind trying to get a draft going. Jarrett dropped out of line. He's fallen all the way back in line, back in about the 13th position, but still up to speed. And at the front of the pack, we've got a new leader. Tony Stewart takes the drafting help from Michael Waltrip and Scott Riggs. He powers around the outside of Jimmy Johnson. Waltrip goes to second. Here comes Riggs for third. Chevrolet leading the way. Tony Stewart and Jimmy Johnson down on the inside lane. He's trying to get back in the thick of things as Michael Waltrip has now taken over second. Front two are broken away, but here comes that inside line led by Jimmy Johnson side by side for third. Right behind Johnson is Junior, and then it is Mike Skinner and the Dodge of Ryan Newman. Two car breakaway. Away front of the field. The battle is on for third. Well, they haven't wasted any time at all. You'd think they're running for the checkered flag the way they got to it the first lap. They come back down to the line. Tony Stewart again and Michael Waltrip running nose to tail single file from third place back. Jimmy Johnson, Scott Riggs, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, and Scott Wimmer make up that pack of traffic in turn two. And they're all walking two by two. Scott Riggs on the outside lane gets the boost from Matt Kenseth. That'll push him around Jimmy Johnson to position number three. Kenseth will take up the attack now on the outside. The outside lane begins to advance. Scott Riggs, a good head of steam, falls in line behind Michael Waltrip, who runs second. Jimmy Johnson's looking around saying, where's all the love? No drafting help for me. He'll lose the spot to Riggs. Another one to catch it. Now he finally gets some help from Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch pulled out of that high line, dropped down to the inside. He'll left drafting help to Jimmy Johnson. Now top side of the racetrack, it's Matt Kenseth going wheel to wheel for fourth. Dale Jarrett fell back in line in the 30th position. Again, losing a lot of ground from starting on the bud pole here this afternoon. Tony Stewart leads across the stripe. Michael Waltrip is in second. Scott Riggs is third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. And Matt Kenseth is now up to fifth. 
Kenseth now rolling in that outside lane. He'll be the next to challenge Jimmy Johnson. Johnson, though, not going to go quietly. He's got some help downstairs from Kurt Busch. For the moment, he'll hold on to fourth by a nose. Stacked up two by two on back from the fourth position towards the rear of the field now. As the front three cars all single file, Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip, and Scott Riggs. Then it's wheel to wheel for fourth. Jimmy Johnson down low, Matt Kenseth upstairs. And right behind them, it is Kurt Busch downstairs and Scott Wimmer topside. Dale Jr. rides right behind Wimmer. Top three, single file, then it's Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenseth. Now we said they may break up in two or three packs here this afternoon. They're about to put six laps on the scoreboard. They're still chasing Tony Stewart, but we're watching some of the drivers that are falling toward the tail end of the field, whether it's by design or not. Hard to tell. Jeff Burton has dropped back a few spots, and Mike Skinner also is dropping back in the field. They go back to turn two. At the front of the pack, nobody around fourth, fifth, sixth position thinking about dropping back right now as they continue to go at it. The battle for fourth. Johnson down low. Kenseth up high. And in that battle was Dale Earnhardt Jr. was on the inside lane a few laps ago. Now he's shifted to the top side. He is third in line behind Kenseth and Scott Wimmer. Down low, Jimmy Johnson has drafting help from Kurt Busch and the car of Mike Skinner. They're still wheel to wheel. That's the battle for the fourth position. Battle right behind them is Kurt Busch and Scott Wimmer. Then it's Mike Skinner and Dale Earnhardt Jr. The top three continue nose to tail. Coming to complete lap number seven. Couple of guys who started back in the back. Joe Nemechek has worked his way all the way up into the top 20. And also Rusty Wallace has moved up to 29th after starting at the rear of the field today. Tony Stewart leads Michael Waltrip. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's Holdings, LLC. The field is up in turn one. Top seven running single file. Now make it eight as down on the inside lane. Mike Skinner makes his way past Matt Kenseth. That'll open the door downstairs. Ryan Newman steps into the two-wide battle. Battle for the ninth position. Wheel to wheel coming onto the super stretch. And they're starting to shake it up up front. Here's Scott Riggs. He gets kicked out of the draft. Jimmy Johnson makes the move. Johnson to third. Bush to fourth. Wimmer trying to charge down to the inside and take fifth. And he's going to fall in line right in front of Scott Wimmer. So back to single file racing up front. Matt Kenseth is the the first double file racing with Ryan Newman. That's the battle for eighth off turn four. That's a big thing to getting a tight draft and staying in it that we talked to crew chiefs this morning. They said we're going to try to get our driver to link up and stay there instead of jumping around. But that's not going to happen being the racers that these guys are. Back at seventh position again. That's where the scramble is going on. Matt Kenseth trying to take a spot away in turn one. Ryan Newman on the inside lane making his way underneath Kenseth. But Matt Kenseth has got the drafting help on top courtesy of Sterling Marlin. Outside lane gets the advantage for the moment. Gets a spot to Kenseth. Matt Kenseth will sweep around, pick up the spot. Ryan Newman now with drafting help from Jeff Gordon, trying to rally back, regain that lost ground. Not going to be able to
able to do it. Kenseth weaves out in front. Now Newman races side by side with Sterling Martin and Gordon now jumps ship and goes to the high side. And now he's going to change lanes. He'll tuck back in line behind the dodge of Ryan Newman following Jeff Gordon. Right behind him comes Jeff Burton and Bobby Labonte. That's a race for the 10th position. Sterling Marlin trying to move to the outside instead quickly gets back in line. He sees Jeff Gordon coming to the inside and knew he'd probably lose the spot. Behind them though, Jeff Burton and Bobby Labonte are going side by side. That's a race for the 12th spot in turn one. Side by side they go with Burton on the inside, Labonte on the outside. Next row back, Jeremy Mayfield and Ricky Rudd inside out. Then Mark Martin and Jason Leffler as they run to a breath. Jeff Gordon steps out of line right in front of there trying to go after the 10th spot. Sterling Marlin is the car he is trying to pass that's occupying the inside lane. Gordon with no drafting help comes out of the gas, falls in line behind Marlin as the leaders race off the end of the super stretch. Top 12 make it top 13 now running single file. The first one there is Jeff Burton behind him. Now Bobby Labonte has a problem. Puff of smoke out of his interstate Chevrolet. Bobby went all the way up against the wall up there. Smoke continues to pour from his car. Caution is going to be on the speedway the first time this afternoon. And Bobby Labonte's day may be going up in smoke. That smoke is coming out of the header pipes, and that is not a good sign. Apparently, he has lost an engine. But thank goodness it didn't collect any other cars. Apparently, didn't put that much liquid down or anything up there. Let's go back to turn four. Well, he did a great job, uh, Barney. Bobby Labonte did by pulling to the high side of the racetrack when he felt what appears to be a motor letting go. He was running back in that 12th, 13th, 14th position. So we had a bunch of people behind him, but when he felt it, he moved up topside. Everybody else had clear pass to his inside. Bobby so Labonte's best ever finish at Daytona, runner-up two times. And, of course, he, like everybody else, wanted to start off this year on a good note with a very good finish, maybe a win here, but apparently it's not going to happen here today. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defined 31-degree banks like this one on turn four at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in four tires to no racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. So we re-rack the pack, get ready to put the green flag out again and get them going to the Daytona 500 as they come down to the line at lap number 18. The green that will fly once again. The Chevrolet Corvette pace car is now on the pit lane. Here comes Scott Wimmer leading the pack down to the line to get that green flag waving again. He gets a real good jump over Jimmy Johnson, the second place car. Everyone stays in single file, building up that draft. Now Joe Nemechek falls in line behind Wimmer up in turn one. Scott Wimmer leading the way. Joe Nemechek slides in line there. Nemechek a lap down in the U.S. Army machine, trying to scramble his way back into it. Then it's Jimmy Johnson in the number two spot as they come up to speed, as they leave the banking and head for the super stretch. Single file, Scott Wimmer brings the field onto the super stretch, down on the inside lane. Everyone's staying in 
in single file formation. Scott Wimmer, then the lap car of Joe Nemechek. Then you got Jimmy Johnson, Mike Skinner, Tony Stewart. There's Michael Walter. He'll break out of line going around the outside of Jeremy Mayfield. He's going to bring Kurt Busch with him to the top side of the racetrack in turns three and four. Here comes Michael Walter. Battle is on for the four spot. Walter trying to pull even with Tony Stewart. Michael Walter trying to make a move, get himself to the front of the field, and hopefully that Dale Earnhardt Jr. can get up there and give him a little drafting help. Joe Nemechek is the only car being shown a lap down at this stage of the race. Scott Wimmer holds him off thus far. Jimmy Johnson, Mike Skinner, Michael Waltrip trying to close in on him over in turn two. Michael Waltrip charging up that outside lane. Jimmy Johnson sees him coming, slides up in front of him and says, I'll take the drafting help to see if I can get after the leader. See what the outside lane can do now as Scott Wimmer still occupies the lane down low. Wimmer the weaves back up in line in front of Johnson. Now all the draft to the outside. Waltrip goes even higher. They're side by side for second. Tony Stewart right there with Michael Waltrip. Michael Waltrip to second. Jimmy Johnson downstairs. Scott Wimmer at the front of the field. But here comes Michael Waltrip for the lead off four. Waltrip gets drafting help from Tony Stewart. They work the outside lane. At least Waltrip does get by Scott Wimmer. Stewart falls back in line. He's got to deal with Jimmy Johnson down on the inside of the racetrack. That's the battle for third up in turn one. Waltrip is away and clear with the lead. The battle now will be second and third. Wimmer on the bottom, Tony Stewart up high, then Jimmy Johnson and Kurt Busch side by side. The lap car of Joe Nemechek and his teammate Scott Riggs. Two wide, four rows deep, second on back. Scott Wimmer down low. Tony Stewart up top, side by side for second. Stewart now moves down low, trying to crowd Wimmer. Michael Waltrip splitting the difference in the back straightaway as they're still stacked up from second on back. And Michael Waltrip has a two-car length lead at Daytona. That won't last long. Here comes Scott Wimmer looking to the inside of Waltrip. Behind Waltrip continues to be Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart's hanging right with him as they come back into the dogleg and head down to the start-finish line. And now that outside lane beginning to move a little bit. If Tony Stewart can get just a little more help right now from Kurt Busch, they're going to leave that inside groove, and Scott Wimmer is losing ground. He was the leader. He's losing ground right now over in turn two. Michael Waltrip slides up as he sees that outside lane charging. Slides up in front of Tony Stewart. Stewart has to check up. That's left Wimmer back into it down low. Here's Wimmer rallying back on the inside lane, although Tony Stewart, with more drafting help, will hang on to second. Here's Kurt Busch. He'll get third. Wimmer down low, trying to get some drafting help from Jimmy Johnson. We'll get it, but here comes Scott Riggs in the outside lane. Scott Riggs, Ryan Newman, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Those are the three cars on the top of the banking. Downstairs, it's Scott Wimmer, Jimmy Johnson, and Jeff Gordon. Wheel to wheel for four. Riggs and Wimmer now battling it out for the fourth position. They're stacked up double wide behind them with Ryan Newman back there. Jimmy Johnson, also Jeff Gordon, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Even further back, three wide, as Jason Leffer falls in line in the center lane as the field races to turn one. Winston Kelly, what's the word on the U.S. Army Chevy? How did Joe Nemechek lose a lap? Well, he got uh, kind of shuffled back out of the draft and then uh, had some problems, so we'll follow up with his crew chief, Ryan Pemberton, find out exactly what the situation is. His car, one of the fastest during winter testing and during all of Speed Weeks up to this point. Of course, he did go to the backup car after that crash in the Gatorade duels here on Thursday afternoon. Now he's got his work cut out for him, Barn. Yeah, if you're going to get a lap down, uh, doing it early and giving yourself plenty of time to get it back, uh, that's best thing that can happen to you. We said this field might break up into packs of three and that's just about what it's done right now. There's about 22 or 24 cars up in that lead pack of another half dozen or so uh, back in the field a little bit further back trying to chase them down for the moment as they work their way back into turn number one and then a a contingent of maybe, what, eight or nine cars, Dave Moody, in that third wave of traffic coming off to turn one? Just about that, Barney. That's the bide-your-time pack. People like Kevin LePage, Dale Derrick, Kevin Harvick, all sitting back there in the rocking chair, 
there, giving themselves plenty of room to take evasive action if problems break out closer to the front. While they're biding their time in the back, they're getting with the program up front, led by Michael Walter, back to turn three. Tony Stewart, then comes Kurt Busch. Top three, single file. The battle continues to be for the four spots. Scott Wimmer downstairs, and Scott Riggs to his outside. Three-car breakaway, then that two-by-two two battling throughout this entire front pack of cars as they come down to complete lap 25 of 100 here this afternoon. Ryan Newman wants to get up there and mix it up, but so far Dave Moody has not had the opportunity to really be a player. Hasn't been able to shake his way out of the box as of yet, Joe. He's in that second lane on the outside behind the Scott Riggs machine, but Riggs, as of yet, unable to do away with Scott Wimmer. Good news for Ryan Newman. He's got Dale Earnhardt Jr. right on the back bumper, so when it's time for Newman to go, he will have someone to give him that help. Here's Scott Riggs, first car out of line on the outside, wheel to wheel with Scott Wimmer. That's the side-by-side -side battle for fourth. And Riggs had the advantage going into turn number three, but now Scott Wimmer comes back. Now they're dead even. Behind Wimmer, it's Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, and Jeff Burton as they continue to battle for fourth. Kind of been surprised, Joe. We haven't seen some three-wide uh, racing around the speedway. We've seen it all week long, and it created trouble. I'm seeing it right now back there at fourth position. Jimmy Johnson goes down to the inside groove, trying to move back a couple of cars, and Scott Riggs and Scott Wimmer. Let's see if he can be able to do it in turn one. Scott Wimmer just got shuffled to that middle line. Barney moved Jimmy Johnson to fourth. Take Jeff Gordon to fifth. Then on the outside, it's Scott Riggs. Down low, Jeff Burton challenging. Jeff Burton Chevrolet wound up down low. He's trying to challenge the Riggs car for the sixth position. Burton doesn't have all that much drafting help. Here's Riggs. He'll get the spot. Now Wimmer will go to the high side of the racetrack. Ryan Newman gives him a shot in the caboose, trying to give him the advantage and propel him forward. And that is the battle for the seventh spot. It is Jeff Burton down low. Scott Wimmer up top. Now we see a tire and a spin. Ricky Rudd goes around. Collected by Mike Wallace. Scott Riggs involved. Check that. Not Scott Riggs, but Ricky Rudd involved. He may have lost a tire as he came off of turn number four. Several other cars involved as they make their way off turn number four. It Elliot is Sandler is involved down there. Also the car of Boris Sand. Looks like he may have missed some of the action there as he dove down to the inside lane. Mike Wallace taking his car right into the garage. Kyle Busch got some damage from that. And the other machines now rolling down the pit lane. We mentioned Boris Sand and Elliot Sandler. Back to Jeff Striegel. Joe, it looked like a tire, or certainly a piece of the tire, may have come off the 21 machine of Ricky Rudd. When it did, car started down to the inside, then shot back up the racetrack. He collected uh, Mike Wallace. That put him in the fence, and then several other cars taking evasive action inside and outside, including the likes of Elliott Sadler. Mike Wallace, Bobby Labonte out of the race. Also, Kyle Busch still sits on pit road as the rest of the field is a half lap from going under the green flag. Grand Marshal for today's Daytona 500, Matthew McConaughey, joins us here in the booth. Very enthusiastic command to fire the engines down there. Looks like you're having a good time today. Oh, you can't help but have a good time out here. I mean, I've been here three days and all you got to do is be here, look around, open your eyes and your ears and meeting good people, seeing what this is all about. It's, it's not hard to have a good time at all. And understand you're partying in the infield. You're not up at a luxury hotel someplace. Oh, no, I've got a nice little spot down here in the blue yeah. section. Got my 28-foot Airstream down here. <laughs> yes, sir. Having fun. Who are you pulling preference. for in the race today, Matthew? Um, I tell you what, I've met a lot of nice guys and um, haven't met everybody. Um, I had a good run around the track the other day with Jimmy Johnson, and uh, he took me around, and then I got to get in the car, and he taught me a few things, and uh, got about 150 on the track, so he, so he was a good man, had a good time with Ryan Newman, had a good time uh, meeting Jeff Gordon today and Dale Earnhardt Jr. All right, um, you see who's out front right now? That's Michael Walter. Brings there him down go. to the line. 
Stay with us for a few moments. Back under the green flag here at Daytona, Michael Waltrip leads the pack with Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, and Scott Riggs. And the action is on. The shuffle is on in turn one. Here they go, trying to get up through the gearbox and get after each other all at the same time. The man that does it best, Ryan Newman. He jumps to the outside lane and will challenge Scott Riggs for the number five position. He's got drafting help. Top side for Travis Quaffle. Front four single file as they come to the entrance to the super stretch. Michael Walter brings the field halfway down the back straightaway. Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, and Kurt Busch all lined up. Ryan Newman, no drafting help. He is leaving that pack. He is going to the back of it in three. Well, Travis Quapple peeled off the back end of Ryan Newman, and that has allowed Ryan Newman to backslide through the field. Mark Martin got by. Jamie McMurray got by. It's Ryan Newman topside by himself. Field works back now to the start-finish line, chasing Michael Waltrip. No big surprise. Good pit work put him right back up there. Tony Stewart's in position to take the lead away. I think the car to keep our eye on right now as we go back into turn number three is going to be Jeff Gordon. He's been very patient thus far, but he's in a position to do something right now. He's worked his way up to third spot, Barney, content to ride right on the back bumper of the Tony Stewart machine. He, in turn, has a rear-view mirror full of Kurt Busch and Scott Riggs. Jeff Gordon very strong here in the early going as they come to the super stretch. Jeff Gordon on the back bumper of Tony Stewart. Everyone single file except further back. It's where Ryan Newman finally gets drafting help. Casey Mears bump drafting him off the end of the back straightaway. And that's going to put him in line right behind Jamie McMurray. Now Casey Mears will tuck in line behind Ryan Newman. Side-by-side -side battle, Travis Quapple and Jimmy Johnson. Front seven or eight cars now working single file, still shuffling further back. Here's Ryan Newman dropping underneath Jamie McMurray. That's a race going on for the eighth position. A Grand Marshal, Matthew McConaughey, looking over our shoulders here enjoying the racing here what's going on in your professional career new movie coming up by here yes sir it's called Sahara gonna be out April the 8th 2005 we got a big action adventure we even do a little bit of racing across the Sahara Desert yeah I was about to ask you have you ever done any kind of racing at all uh, not legally and uh, <laughs> but I have done Good a little answer. bit and I've done a little bit Great, maybe Matthew. One, maybe one of these days we'll put you in one of these things to see how you fare. Oh, that'd be a blast, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd love to learn what I could. But I tell you, I was out there on the track yesterday with nobody else, and that was a buzz all in, all in its own just being out there doing 150. So I can only imagine when you're going three wide into one of these turns. This first one of these you've been to? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First Easy one. to get hooked on, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. I've been here three days, and now I, I'm starting to get it. At least uh, I have a lot more to be interested in, a lot more to root for, a lot more understanding of what it takes, man. Well, we're going to be out your way next week, so maybe you can run up to the, to the California Speedway. I'm not going to be there. I'm still going to be on tour selling, uh, selling the film, but I do spend a lot of time out there in California, in Hollywood, obviously, and in Texas. So we've got a Texas Speedway as well. Great deal. Well, look, uh, we really enjoyed having you here at Daytona for the 47th Daytona 500. If you get a chance, come back and see us again. I'll do it. My honor. Thank you, man. Let's have a good race. Matthew McConaughey, Grand Marshal, today for the Daytona 500. Michael Waltrip continues to lead here at Daytona. We've completed 34 laps. Got a little bit of a freight train, Dave Moody, working up there at the front pack, and they're starting to move away. Five-car freight train have broken themselves away from the field just a little bit, led by Michael Waltrip. That second pack with Mark Martin and Jimmy Johnson at the front. Mark Martin has taken over six. Here's Jimmy Johnson. He'll slide up in seventh. Eighth right now is Sterling Marlin. He gets drafting help from his teammate, Jamie McMurray. Now it's Marlin and Johnson side-by-side side in turn three. And again, that's the battle for the seventh spot. Jimmy Johnson and Scott Wimmer down low. It is Sterling Marlin, Jamie McMurray, and Jeff Burton up top. Throw Dale Earnhardt Jr. in that battle as well. And let's update you on Ricky Rudd. He had the tire up there, had a problem up in turn number four. He is still on the racetrack, running back in 40th position. He is now showing some lap, or about a lap and a half down to the rest of the field. Michael Waltrip is the leader.
leader as he takes them back over to turn two. Tony Stewart still runs in second. Third belongs to Jeff Gordon. Then Kurt Busch and Scott Riggs as they keep it nose to tail. On to the super stretch. Michael Waltrip splitting the difference in the back straight away. He rings the field. The top five breaking away from sixth on back. Problems one lap ago for Matt Kenseth. He was off the pace and down to the inside of the racetrack. Off the pace early for Matt Kenseth. And Matt Kenseth came by turn four just a moment ago and there was blue smoke coming out of the header pipe for Matt Kenseth. He's gone to pit road as Michael Walter brings the field off turn four. Kenseth's car to his pit and now they're pushing it back and into the Nextel Cup garage. So apparently another one of the strong contenders today is out of the race. We'll follow up on that story in a moment. Lead packs in turn one. That's still five car draft doing nothing to allow anyone to catch up with them. They're just keeping it tucked in nice and tight in single file formation. Then that second group trying to play catch up. It's Mark Martin, Jimmy Johnson, Sterling Marlin, and Jamie McMurray. Michael Waltrip closing in on the lap car of Ricky Rudd. He's trying to use his drafting help right now as Waltrip falls in line behind Rudd. Now he darts to the outside of the race track. Here's Michael Waltrip around the outside of Ricky Rudd in turn three. Tony Stewart right there. So is Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, and Scott Riggs. That's a top five. Then comes Mark Martin and Jimmy Johnson. 37 laps about to go up on the scoreboard, and that will give us 163 laps remaining to be run in the Daytona 500. One car slowing down on the speedway would be Kenny Wallace limping around. We'll get an update there in just a moment. Field has just swung by us and heads back over to turn two. Good battle about uh, seventh, eighth place now is where the first side-by-side -side battle shapes up. That's Ryan Newman to the inside of Jamie McMurray. He'll take that spot downstairs. Now here's the challenge coming from Martin Truex. Martin Truex Jr. opens the inside lane. Now he and Jamie McMurray battle wheel to wheel. Sterling Marlin jumps in behind Truex. Here's Truex. He'll grab the spot. Now Marlin and McMurray side by side. And that's the battle for 10th, 11th, and 12th. And the odd man out right now is Jamie McMurray as Truex has gotten by. So has Sterling Marlin. Now here comes Scott Wimmer. But Murray might get some drafting help from Jeff Burton. He pulls up at that outside line where he's been working most of the afternoon. Let's see if he'll push McMurray. Apparently he will. They go to work on the car of Scott Wimmer. And now Burton changes lanes and pulls down to help Wimmer make the move in turn one. Tried the outside, didn't like it. Dives to the bottom, does Jeff Burton. And that leaves Jamie McMurray for the moment alone on the outside. He'll compound the problem by skating up the banking nearly three wide before he tucks it back. This is the race for the 13th position. Jamie McMurray now trying to slide down in line in front of Jeff Burton. He'll do it, and he slides in line behind the car of Scott Wimmer. So you've got Wimmer, McMurray, Burton, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. all lined up there. And right behind them, Rusty Wallace. Good battle from about 13th on back. Jamie McMurray sliding way up the bank, and here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. to his inside. Dale Jr. just kind of uh, finding a drafting partner to work his way to the front right now. A moment ago, Matt Kenseth went into the garage. Let's see if we can find out why. Matt Kenseth walking out of the Dewalt Ford. Matt, what puts you out of today's race? I think we broke a connecting rod and engine, so that's a very disappointing way to start the season. Um, you know, it's the second one we lost this week, so I'm real, uh, real disappointed over that. This is the best car we ever had at the 500. I uh, thought we uh, actually could have been a contender today for the first time, you know, in our career. So uh, pretty disappointed, but we have a great engine uh, shop. I have a lot of faith in uh, Doug Yates. So he's going to go back there and uh, figure out what happened, and uh, you look forward to going to California and try to run up front there. That's Matt Kenseth out of it here today at Daytona. And, Joe, it's not a lot of guys I talked to down there today said well, another reason we want to leave here with a car in one piece and some kind of a finish. It's the uh, first race of the season, but those points count just as much here at Daytona as they do the other races we'll complete and we'll run the rest of the season. It means so much. Uh, getting behind the eight ball coming out of here, you really have your work cut out for you. Kenny Wallace also took his car back to the garage. Kyle Busch took his car back there. 
Also, Mike Wallace and Bobby Labonte already out of the Daytona 500, just 43 laps in. The rest of the field is up in the banking of turn two. And that six-car lead draft is just a moment away from becoming ten as Mark Martin and company are closing in. It is about to be a 10-car draft as they come to the super stretch, all lined up. And now Jeff Gordon taking a peek to the inside of Tony Stewart. Battle for the second spot. Not quite close enough to make the move. Gordon now will slot in line behind him in three. And that's that top six, but that group of four coming is Mark Martin, Mike Skinner, Ryan Newman, and Martin Truex. And Mark Martin is now on the back bumper of Jimmy Johnson. Been a fairly clean race thus far, despite the fact that we've had a couple of caution flags when Bobby Labonte lost an engine up in turn number four. And a few minutes ago, back at lap 25, Ricky Rudd had a tire problem up in turn number four. Those are the only two cautions we've had. Haven't torn up that much sheet metal yet, although the garage does have five uh, drivers in there right now. Kenny Wallace, Matt Kenseth, Kyle Busch, Mike Wallace and Bobby Labonte. Michael Waltrip continues to set the pace down the back straightaway, pulls away a couple of car lengths on Tony Stewart, about the same distance back to Jeff Gordon. And for the moment over there, Mike, everybody seems content just to kind of hold what they have. Except for Jimmy Johnson, as you say that, Barney, he goes to the outside of Scott Riggs for fifth. And he's got Mark Martin and Mike Skinner right there. So the battle is on for the fifth spot. Scott Riggs down low, Jimmy Johnson to his outside. That's racing for the fifth position there with Mark Martin just behind. And remember, Mark started in 32nd this afternoon. This is his last Daytona 500. He would love to go out of here a winner. Looking good in the early going, but for now, Dave Moody, he's trapped up there in the outside line. He is indeed, Joe, because Scott Ricks is a tough customer downstairs. Jimmy Johnson had the drafting help all to himself on the outside, but Riggs fought him off. Now Ryan Newman drops to the bottom to give some help to Riggs. Side by side, three rows deep, fifth on back. What was the pack of ten is about to be four and six again. Here's Johnson in the outside. He'll steal fifth. Riggs in sixth. Mark Martin getting some help from Ryan Newman falling in line in seventh. And the loser in that battle is Mike Skinner. He will drop all the way to the 10th spot. Top four, Michael Waltrip, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, and Kurt Busch. They roll out of turn four, back down to the line, put 46 laps on the scoreboard. That'll give us 154 to go. We're back at the Daytona International Speedway. One more circuit around, and they will have completed one quarter of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500, completing 50 laps. Let's, right now, let's take a sweep through the pits, brought to you by Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR. Steve Post. Barney Hall, last time we talked to Kenny Wallace, he was jumping and hooting and hollering on uh, pit road on Thursday, qualifying for the Daytona 500. Not nearly the same attitude today. Kenny, what puts you out of today's race? Well, you know, something let go in the motor. I must say, though, I really want to thank Michael Waltrip you know, um, he put me in this car, and we came down here against all odds. And, uh, you know, it ran and handled so well today. And, you know, we missed the big wreck. You know, Ricky Rudd's left rear tire come apart. We missed that. And, uh, you know, missed Bobby Labonte's blown motor. But, uh, you know, uh, we were in the Daytona 500. We came. We just didn't finish. DEI builds great motors, but we put quite a few laps on this. This is the motor we ran in the 150s. So, uh, you know, you either had the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. And I looked over my corner. Matt Kenseth is out, Bobby Labonte's out, and um, I don't want to be out by any means, but, you know, this is where our sport is. It gets tough at times. That's Kenny Wallace, very disappointed here at Daytona. On up pit road to Winston Kelly. I'll tell you what, three of the guys up front, obviously very pleased with their cars. Michael Waltrip just talked to Tony Urie Jr. He gave us a thumbs up. So Michael hasn't said anything. The car's very good. Ryan Newman, both pit stops, has not made any changes to the machine. Kind of an unusual situation for Kevin Harvick. Started 30th, back in the 36th position. The tape that they put on the front grill section to keep the nose pushed down for some reason, the tape's wanting to flap up. So that's just acting as if it's just 
pushing the front of the car up. It's acting like he's got an anchor behind the car. So that's really hampering Kevin Harvick's aerodynamics. They're trying to find some kind of way to tie that tape down on a good wrench. Chevrolet had one of the best cars on Tuesday, of course, or Thursday, and we've documented that he had to go to a backup car. But problems on the nose of Kevin Harvick's machine. Now for some stories on the midsection of Pit Road. Let's go to Adam Alexander. And it's been a good week, Winston, for Tony Stewart. Won the qualifying race here on Thursday afternoon. Picked up his first career Bush Series win yesterday. Home Depot Chevrolet's been a dream today. Quiet on the radio, started fourth, and has been in the top five throughout the afternoon, including leading a handful of laps. Good day also for Scott Riggs. Started 12th, moved to sixth, and currently riding in the top five in that fifth position. He's been virtually quiet all day on the radio, although recently he did come over and say the car is getting a little bit tight. And what about Mark Martin making his final start in a Daytona 500? Started the Viagra Ford 32nd, currently riding in the ninth position. Guys who are struggling, Dale Jarrett, the pole winner, outside the top 30. That after he got knocked out of the draft in the early going, he said he's content to make laps at this point. And Jamie McMurray running in the top 15, but he says that Texaco Haviland Dodge very, very loose at this point in the afternoon. And we got quite a few good cars running out of the top 25, but I don't think it's a big uh, point to make right now to say they're in trouble here with 147 laps to go. A lot of that is by choice. Jeremy Mayfield's back there 25th, and Joe Nemechek is 26th back there. So is Casey Kane and Dale Jarrett. So uh, those guys got plenty of time to get back to the front. Let's go back downstairs. Guys, one more car in the garage area. The Kellogg Chevrolet, the Raybestos rookie candidate, Kyle Busch, got caught up in that accident with Ricky Rudd and Mike Wallace, had some serious front-end damage. Kyle still sitting in the car, actually getting the steering wheel strapped back on now as the crew is completing repairs on the nose of that car. Pretty extensive damage on that machine, but they're hoping to get him back out there and get some of those valuable NASCAR Nextel Cup Series points. Got some pretty good racing up at the front of the field. Actually, not at the front, but for third place in turn one. Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon doing the honors behind the leader, Michael Waltrip, and the runner-up, Kurt Busch. Here's Jeff Gordon. He's been trying the high lane the last few times off turn two. Starting to pay off for him. He's got drafting help from his teammate, Jimmy Johnson. While down low, Tony Stewart has drafting help from Scott Briggs. Stewart with a fender out in front, but Gordon now rallies back up top. And that's the battle for the third spot. Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon behind them. Scott Riggs and Jimmy Johnson behind them. Martin Truex and Ryan Newman. All of them two by two. Jeff Gordon looks to the outside for a chance to take over that uh, second position right behind the Kurt Busch car. Bush and Michael Waltrip riding nose to tail, but from third on back, that's where you got them stacked up. Tony Stewart on the inside and Jeff Gordon in the outside lane. Stewart has the advantage by about six inches as they hit the banking, but Jeff Gordon's got a little bit more momentum in that outside lane. Stewart skitters up the banking a bit. Gordon takes third. Scott Riggs really gets loose off the corner. Going to stack them three wide now as Martin Truex Jr. goes to the bottom of the racetrack. Here's Truex on the bottom. Riggs in the middle. Mike Skinner up top and Jamie McMurray's going to rally around. Three wide, two rows deep from about seventh on back. It's Martin Truex down low. Scott Riggs in the middle and all by himself. To his outside is Jeff Burton. Burton's got drafting help from Sterling Marlin and Dale Jr. Fans getting their nickels worth right now. Good racing going on at the front of the field involving about 20 cars, and they're still chasing Michael Walter. Kurt Busch is the closest to him right now. Jeff Gordon is uh, kind of taking the outside lane a time or two, Dave Moody. Then he drops back down to the inside. Doesn't seem to be sure who he can get to go with him and draft up there. I think he's just doing a little homework right now, Barney, seeing exactly how good that DuPont Chevrolet is up high all by itself. So when the drafting help does arrive, he'll know where to make his move. Chevy, Ford, Chevy, and Chevy, the top four. Michael Waltrip, 
Kurt Busch, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. Toss in the Dodge Charger of Ryan Newman. That's the top five as they go single file off the end of the super stretch. And running right there, then comes Tony Stewart, followed by Mike Skinner and Jeff Burton. That's the top eight. The battle is on behind them between Martin Truex down low and Scott Riggs topside. Racing there for the ninth position. Martin Truex Jr. doing a great job in his first ever Daytona 500. Sees he can't do anything by himself on the inside of Scott Riggs, so he quickly gets back in line. And, of course, that's because here comes Sterling Marlin. He's got a line of 15 cars stacked up behind him. Marlin leading a big old freight train of drafting help up through the pack. Just in front of him now, here's the challenge. Scott Riggs goes to the bottom on Jeff Burton. Riggs on the inside with drafting help from Martin Truex. That's the battle for the ninth position. It comes to the super stretch. While further up, here comes Jeff Gordon to the inside of Kurt Busch. Busch is hung out of the draft. Gordon to second. Johnson to third. Newman to fourth. Then Busch gets the shuffle backward. It's all the Chevrolets down low with one Dodge Charger and topside it's a Ford and nobody going with Kurt Busch. He will fall all the way back to the fifth position with Tony Stewart. They roll back into the throttle here in the front straightaway trying to get all the speed they can wound up before they get back to turn number one. No positions are going to change for the moment at least up among the front five. We had one car on pit road there just a moment ago and let's see if we can pick that up. It appeared to be Brian Vickers. It was Brian Vickers coming down Barney. He caught the wall at lap 50. It forced a tire rub. He reported a vibration. Said the car was very tight so they came down at lap 57 to change four tires topped off the fuel tank and now they have to hope the race stays green so these other guys will have to come down make green flag pit stops and it will cycle through the unfortunate thing he's lost it lost any drafting help he may have had 58 laps are complete michael waltrip is the leader 63 laps are complete scott wimmer is being shown as the leader Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, and Michael Waltrip were the top five at lap 63. Then Ryan Newman was sixth. Kurt Busch was seventh. And we're seeing some more cars, apparently, for a penalty going back through pit road. Mark Martin, one of those, as a matter of fact. Take you a little further back in the running order. It will be Travis Quapple back in 10th position. Rusty Wallace is 9th. 11th is Martin Truex Jr. Jamie McMurray is 12th. Mike Skinner is 13th. Scott Riggs is 14th. And Joe Nemechek is 15th. Brian Vickers was 16th, Greg Biffle 17th, Ken Schrader 18th, Jason Leffer 19th, and Mike Bliss showing in 20th on the AutoZone scoreboard here. Let's go a little further back. 21st now, Jeff Green. 22nd is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Jarrett's 23rd, Kyle Petty 24th, and John Andretti is shown in 25th. Carl Edwards 26th, Casey Mears 27th, Mark Martin 28th, Casey Kane 29th, Dave Blaney is 30th. 31st to Sterling Marlin, 32nd Kevin LePage, 33rd Kevin Harvick, Jeremy Mayfield is 34th, Elliot Sadler 35th, Bobby Hamilton 36th, and Boris Sett is 37th, followed by Ricky Rudd in 38th. Out of the race are Kenny Wallace, Matt Kenseth, Kyle Busch, Mike Wallace, and Bobby Labonte. Other drivers that were too fast on pit road include Travis Quapple and Ken Schrader, Jeremy Mayfield, and Casey Mears. So the electronic timing device there on pit road is working overtime already here this afternoon. Yeah, these guys have been wanting this for a long, long time, but for NASCAR to go to an electronic system where they timed everybody. And uh, this afternoon, as we said, there's already been a host of drivers that have been uh, penalized out there. Now, this could be a big deal, Joe, on that final pit stop. If it comes under green, you're going to really have to be careful because if you get caught down there on that, it could cost you easily, cost you a chance to win this race. Just a, any little thing like that could make all the difference in the world. Lose sight of the big draft, that lead pack that's working around here. 
and yeah, you may never catch up depending on how the cautions fly throughout the afternoon. Now the field is really broken up now after the pit stops. Jeff Gordon leads a pack of, I guess, four or five cars working up in the banking of turns three and four. Along with him there are Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip, Ryan Newman, and uh, Jeff Burton leads the next pack of cars, which is maybe as much as two and a half seconds behind that lead draft in that pack. In fifth again, Jeff Burton, followed by Rusty Wallace, Martin Truex Jr. is there, Jamie McMurray, Mike Skinner, and Scott Riggs. And Riggs, the guy, dancing around a little bit on the racetrack, trying to find a way to get by. He's right up on the bumper of Mike Skinner. Look to the outside coming off four and see if he'll make the move in turn one. Scott Riggs has got a very good race car, but he's got nobody behind him to provide any kind of assistance. So if he's going to go, he's got to go by himself. He'll take it to the outside. Car bobbles a bit. He'll have to fall back in line. Scott Riggs trying to use the outside lane, but couldn't find any drafting help. No one there to give him any assistance. So he'll fall in as the final car in that six-car freight train led by Jeff Burton. And Jeff Burton riding in that fifth spot. Then it's Rusty Wallace, Martin Truex, McMurray, Skinner, and Scott Riggs. They're nose to tail trying to run down that top four. Yeah, they need to stay that way instead of getting door to door. They're a little over four and a half seconds behind this lead draft led by Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Michael Walter, Brian Newman as they try to chase them down right now. So if they stay in line, they cut about a tenth off from it that time as they go over to turn two. They've got enough cars that they should be able to whittle away at that deficit if they stay in line. And so far they've shown the willingness to do that. Jeff Burton leading that pack. Then Rusty Wallace, Martin Truex Jr., Jamie McMurray, Mike Skinner, and Scott Riggs. And as they look back, they have another four cars that are trying to close in. That's led by Joe Nemechek. Also got Scott Wimmer there, Brian Vickers, and Greg Biffle. So that pack of six could become a pack of ten here in the next few laps or so. And that pack of six is waiting on that pack of four. They continue to go single file, but as we say that, it's Mike Skinner that steps out of line. He's trying to put a run on Jamie McMurray. Yeah, the six-pack starting to break up a little bit here. That second group of cars coming down to the line. Skinner peels to the outside lane, gets drafting help from Scott Riggs. They'll both blow by Jamie McMurray, picking up the seventh and eighth positions. Still a four-car breakaway as they work up in turns three and four. Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip, and Ryan Newman riding along there. That next pack of cars we talked about being a six-pack a while back. Now it's an 11-pack because the third group has tracked down that second group. And so now a huge pack of cars working all together trying to track down the front four. Does that sound confusing? That's kind of the way it goes here in the draft as they break up after green flag pit stops, which we had just a few moments ago back at lap 62 and uh, 63. Jeff Gordon shows the way, but let's go back to that second pack of cars that's up in front of Dave Moody in turn two. Jeff Burton continues to show the way. Joe followed by Martin Truex Jr., Scott Riggs, Jamie McMurray, three or four other cars trying to catch on to the tail end of that draft. Everyone in that battle minding their P's and Q's so far, staying in line, trying to track down the leaders in that lead draft. Jeff Burton and Martin Truex Jr. couple of Chevrolets leading that pack back to the corner. And join into that uh, mix is Scott Riggs, Jamie McMurray, Mike Skinner, Joe Nemechek, Scott Wimmer. Then there's a couple of car lengths back to Rusty Wallace, Greg Biffle, and Bobby Hamilton. That front four, though, they're trying to run down is pulling away. That big draft back there behind them has lost almost a second and a half here in the last 10 or 15 laps around. Jeff Burton and the company is five and seven tenths seconds behind Jeff Gordon in that pack of four cars. Field moves down the back straightaway right now. Let's give you a rundown back through the top 25. We haven't done that in a while as we take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Jeff Gordon leads, Tony Stewart second, Michael Waltrip is third, and Ryan Newman is fourth. Now these four cars are about four and three-tenths seconds ahead of Jeff Burton back in fifth, Martin Truex Jr. in sixth, Scott Riggs seventh, Jamie McMurray would be eighth, Mike Skinner is ninth, Scott Wimmer has fallen back to tenth, 
Joe Nemechek shows 11th. Rusty Wallace is 12th. Greg Biffle's 13th. And in 14th position right now, that's Jason Leffler. 15th is Earnhardt Jr. Dale Jarrett shows 16th. Jeff Green, 17th. Carl Edwards would be 18th. John Andretti is 19th. And 20th is Casey Kane. 21st, Kyle Petty. 22nd is Mike Bliss. 23rd is Jimmy Johnson. 24th is Kurt Busch. And Mark Martin is 25th. Running in 26th now, Dave Blaney. 27th is Travis Quapple, the rookie driver. Sterling Marlins 28th. Kevin LePage is 39th. And Kevin Harvick is in 30th. LePage is 29th and Harvick is 30th. Jeremy Mayfield runs 31st. Ken Schrader 32nd. Casey Mears 33rd. Elliot Sadler 34th. And Brian Vickers is 35th. Bobby Hamilton Jr. is 36th. With Boris Said 37th. And Ricky Rudd 38th. Out of the race here at lap 78. The cars of Kenny Wallace, Matt Kenseth, Kyle Busch, Mike Wallace, and Bobby Labonte. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Jeff Gordon setting a blistering pace, and right now, Michael Waltrip content to just sit behind Tony Stewart. As we said, they too don't want to jump out there and start running door to door and allow that big pack of traffic that's trying to chase them down get any closer. That pack of traffic we're talking about in the leads in turn three. And they're about to run down three very good race cars. Elliot Sadler about to go a lap down. So is Casey Mears and Ken Schrader as Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip, and Ryan Newman have cut the tail end of the field. Gordon drops down to the inside of the racetrack, easily gets by Elliot Sadler, but falls in behind the cars of Ken Schrader and Casey Mears. Second place, Tony Stewart. Third place, Ryan Newman. And fourth place, Michael Waltrip tucked back in line as they hit turn one at lap number 79. Here at the World Center of Racing, things have kind of calmed down as we near the midpoint of the Daytona 500. A couple of changes uh, in the top 10 or so. Michael Waltrip is moved by Ryan Newman. Michael is now running in third and further back. Joe Nemechek, who was a lap down early on, has worked his way back up close to the top 10. Joe has now moved up to the 11th position. Rusty Wallace is doing a good job here this afternoon. Barney, you know, for so many years, Rusty came here and couldn't make anything happen at Daytona. This his last chance to win a Daytona 500. Here he is in the top 10, running in the ninth position. Yeah, he's been pumped out of sight all week long. He's been all around that car every time I went down there. The crew was working on it. He was right there saying, let's do this, let's try that. He would like to come out of here with certainly a win. He has never won a Daytona 500. This hasn't been one of his better tracks. That's no big secret. But he said, you know, if I can't win this thing, I'd certainly like to leave here with at least a top five finish. Got a pretty good run going. He would like to win the Daytona 500 big time. I haven't won the Daytona 500. I got close many, many times. And uh, I'd, I'd love to go into my final year knowing I've got a 500 under my belt. That'd be a special feeling. And what would be my ultimate thing this year would be to win the Daytona 500 and win the last race in Homestead. They'd, they'd be pretty hot if I could pull it off. You know, one of the big stories that came out of last season late in the year was a little rift between Rusty Wallace and his teammate Ryan Newman. That really erupted at Martinsville, the fall race there last year. And talking to Rusty here the other day, he said, you know, things between he and Ryan aren't much better now. I, uh, I don't think anything's really changed much. Look, I've got a lot of respect for Ryan for his driving talent. Uh, unfortunately, we just don't have much interest together. We try to work together. I'm a pretty open guy. He's They're very, very private. Uh, he's got a ton of fans. I got a ton of fans. I know they're all opinionated. I know we're pulling for one, and one all is for Team Penske. And bottom line, that's what we want to do. We want to have the team uh, well-respected. We want to win races and, uh, and all that. But, you know, he's, uh, he's much, much different than I am, and that's not a negative way. But we've had some our uh, we had some problems on the racetrack that haven't been rectified yet. Uh, he's uh, he, he's Ryan Newman. All I can tell you is uh, 
it, it's, it's basically been put in my camp to fix the whole entire problem, and I, I'm not in the mood for doing that. I'm, I'm waiting for that side to come to me, and we'll, we'll come to a common point and try to get this thing all fixed. But both those cars are currently running in the top 10 as the caution flag has been displayed for debris on the racetrack. And I think that's about what we needed because uh, this field was broken up uh, pretty heavily in uh, various packs out there. This will tighten everything back up, and no doubt we'll see some action on pit road. Now, we're talking about Rusty Wallace, his teammate Ryan Newman. And Winston Kelly, there's a stripe on the side of Newman's car. What happened to him? Yeah, he got into the wall coming off of turn number four, and it's definitely made the car tighter. This was a huge break for Ryan Newman. Hadn't made any changes to the car during the first three pit stops. The car started to get tight after it popped the wall, so they looked to make the chassis adjustment when it come down pit road this time. Lap 86 about to come up on the scoreboard, and you can bet everybody's going to be diving onto pit road, and this caution is a save for quite a few teams that were about to get lapped. Uh, they were close, Leaders were closing in on Jeremy Mayfield, Kevin Harvick, Kevin LePage, and Sterling Marlin, and Travis Quapple, and we're not that far away from catching them and putting them a lap down. That's big break, this caution for them. Also a big break for Elliot Sadler, who was involved in that crash back at lap number 26 when Ricky Rudd spun in turn number four. Elliot had gone down a lap. This will give him the free pass. He'll go back on the tail end of the the lead lap. That uh, previous caution back at lap 26 gave Joe Nemechek the opportunity also to get back on the lead lap. And of course, since that time, as we told you, he's worked his way back up to the 11th position. These stops will come at lap number 86 as the field works behind the Chevrolet Corvette pace car up in turn number four. Here they come, hugging the inside lane of the track, working up off the corner. Should make their run down the pit lane and we'll cover their stops. Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip, Ryan Newman, and Jeff Burton. That's the front five cars as they come off the banking of turn number four. They're followed by Martin Truex Jr., Scott Riggs, Rusty Wallace, Greg Biffle, and Jamie McMurray. That's the top ten before the stops. Now they're on the pit lane. Let's go down first to Adam Alexander. And we'll start with the man running second. It's Tony Stewart. Air pressure adjustments the last time he came down. No major adjustments this time. Just a slight chassis adjustment in the right rear. Right side tires are on. Left side tires are going on as well. Been a good day for Dale Jarrett. He's working his way back to the front. Four tires. Fuel no changes. Tony Stewart away. Also in the machine of Scott Riggs. Jeff Green. Kevin LePage. Mark Martin. Rusty Wallace got sidelined. Sideways leaving the pit lane. He may have connected with Jamie McMurray who also made a stop. Carl Edwards is in. Bobby Hamilton Jr. making a stop as well as Sterling Marlin. Winston Kelly. Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip and Jeff Gordon in that order. Michael Waltrip with a track bar adjustment. Car just a little bit tight on this set of tires. Ryan Newman just now pulling away. They had to push Martin Truex Jr.'s car away. His car stalled out. Jason Leffler, Mike Skinner, Scott Wimmer, Casey Kane, all these drivers. Greg Biffle, Casey Mears and Mike Bliss getting four tires in fuel. Tight the general word that we're hearing up and down this end of pit road. Now down to the other end of pit road and Steve Post. First one off this end of pit road, Dale Earnhardt Jr., the Budweiser Chevy crew, reporting that the car is good and imagine this leads very, very well at the front of a pack. They came in, took four tires in fuel. Also, Jimmy Johnson came in, fighting a little bit of a loose condition, made four tires, a little bit of an adjustment on that, and back out onto the racetrack. Also, Jeremy Mayfield in down on this end of pit road. Jeff Burton led the field in, made four tire change, and was back out on the speedway. Down here on pit road, also Boris Set sitting, the crew under the hood, Ricky Rudd getting more work to that damaged race car, and Dave Blaney had to be push-started. The car stalled on him. His crew had to push him down along the road. 
Pace car on pit road, about three or four lap cars down to the inside. Scott Wimmer is the leader. That two-tire pit stop puts him in front. Tony Stewart's going to chase him off into turns number one. So is Michael Waltrip and Martin Truex Jr. as they wind it up, heading over to turn two. Scott Wimmer right in front of the leader, Tony Stewart. will now uh, check that Wimmer, the leader, in front of Tony Stewart. will lead the way in that outside lane around the lap machine of Kenny Schrader. Stewart getting a little boost from behind from Michael Waltrip. Waltrip, in turn, gets the shove from Martin Truex. Truex from Jeff Gordon. Four Chevrolets lined up behind the lone Dodge Charger in the outside lane. That's Scott Wimmer leading the field as they thunder by the lap cars. Here's Wimmer, looks back. Tony Stewart will change lanes. Stewart trying to take the lead at turn three. And once again, the leader, Tony Stewart at Daytona. He goes to the top spot. Thank you. Help to Michael Waltrip. He'll try to get to the second spot. Martin Truex now battling for third. Seven cars against one. The seven cars always win in the draft here at Daytona. And so Tony Stewart goes back to the point, getting by Scott Wimmer. Wimmer free-falling through the field all the way back to about the seventh position. Behind Stewart, Michael Waltrip again, knocking on the door in turn one. Waltrip right there in the second spot. Jeff Gordon third. Here's a change for fourth as Kurt Busch drives to the inside on Martin Truex Jr. Downstairs, Jamie McMurray will follow him through. Now Scott Wimmer on the comeback trail. Truex losing a lot of ground and lose a couple of spots and fall back into the clutches of his teammate, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Truex and Wimmer side by side. Behind them, Earnhardt in the lap car of Casey Mears wheel to wheel. That's the battle for the sixth spot with Wimmer down low. Casey Mears is right there. So is Brian Vickers. To Mears is outside. That's where Martin Truex is. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Ryan Newman. But again, the front five decide to link up nose to tail, run that single car draft and put daylight on everybody else if they can. Got a little ticklish up there for a moment. Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip, Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, and Jamie McMurray. That's your top five. Back at about sixth place, Scott Wimmer, Martin Truex, and Earnhardt Jr. trying to make up a little ground in turn two. Truex has got his hands full right now. The Brian Vickers machine down low. Earnhardt goes right up the middle. Takes the spot away from Truex, who looks to be struggling right now. Now Earnhardt's going to try to lead that pack on the outside. Problem is, there's not enough cars there to make any headway. Earnhardt leading that pack. Truex trying to stay with him, but now Earnhardt comes down. Here comes Kevin Harvick in the mix. Now Harvick alongside Earnhardt in three. Brian Vickers is right there. So is Dale Earnhardt Jr., but Kevin Harvick is downstairs lending drafting help to Vickers, and up top is virtually all by himself is Dale Jr. Look who's coming, though. Right behind him, his teammate Martin Truex Jr. could help in the draft as he worked back to the start-finish line. First, though, pulling up behind will be Kevin Harvick. He's behind Earnhardt Jr. Then comes Truex and Ryan Newman. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to break free of that second pack of cars and get it back into single-file formation, but Brian Vickers will have none of it. He's got drafting help from Carl Edwards on the inside line, and for the moment, he'll hold off Earnhardt. Seventh on back, stacked up double wide, about five, maybe six rows deep. Dale Earnhardt in the outside lane. Junior now alongside Vickers. Behind Earnhardt Jr., you've got Kevin Harvick. Here's Carl Edwards and Jimmy Johnson trying to get some drafting help to Brian Vickers down low. Bunch of strong machines. Topside, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex, Ryan Newman, and Rusty Wallace. But so far, Junior still wheel-to-wheel with Vickers. It's just really hard to tell, to tell how strong Dale Earnhardt Jr. is. Now, he hasn't been out of the top ten very much all afternoon. He's had a few drafting partners out there just holding his on. Dave Moody, is he playing a little possum or is just can't get up there? I don't know, Barty. It is hard to tell because he has not had one of those junior-esque moments in this race where he's just pulled to the outside and blown the world away. But then again, like you said, he's been in the top 10 or 12 all afternoon. Hard to tell with Dale Earnhardt Jr. if he's holding back or if he's really having some challenges. He's not thundered his 
way to the front. Matter of fact, he has Kevin Harvick on the back bumper, making some headway now. He'll get the propel by Carl Edwards in turn three. Kevin Harvick just pushed him by Jimmy Johnson, and now Junior will line up right behind Brian Vickers. Junior drops right down, right in front of Jimmy Johnson off turn four. That was almost a collision coming off turn number four. Jimmy Johnson must have uh, had a moment there of fear, but he falls back in line and gives a little help to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Further back, still stacked up double wide as cars go at it up in turn one. Jimmy Johnson's on the inside line, Kevin Harvick on the outside. For the moment, Harvick has the advantage and a bit more drafting help in the person of Martin Truex Jr., but Jimmy Johnson fighting back in the low line. They are going at it for the eighth position. A couple of Chevys there, but Johnson's going to lose some ground. Here's Harvick in eighth. He'll hang on to that spot. Truex and Johnson now side by side side. Behind Johnson, Casey Kane. Behind Truex, Carl Edwards and others as they stack them up in turn three. Scott Riggs is in that mix. So is Ryan Newman, Rusty Wallace, Jeremy Mayfield and Mike Skinner. Further up in note, it is side by side. Kevin Harvick and Dale Jr. Thus far, most of the really hard racing has been going on back from about 8th and 10th position for the better part of the afternoon. It seems that whoever gets in front links up with about five or six cars at the front of the field they run nose to tail and try to pull away from everybody else leaving them in the shuffle from seventh eighth and ninth and that's what's going on in turn two most of those cars that are in that lead draft barney have been there all afternoon long and they've played it very very cagey very smart keeping it in line but back around eight they're three wide again with junior on the outside now that's dale earnhardt jr martin truex jr returning to three wide favor and earnhardt is going to the back here's truex by edwards wallace riggs and newman Junior losing a ton of spots on the back straightaway. Mike Skinner goes by, Greg Biffle goes by, Jeremy Mayfield goes by, and Junior will tuck in line finally behind Greg Biffle. Dale Earnhardt Jr. found he had no friends in that pack of traffic. They just let him fall back to the rear of the pack as they come back to start finish. Tony Stewart shows the way. Dale Jr. has fallen in line in the 20th position at lap 115. Here at Daytona, the 47th running of the Great American Race is underway. Tony Stewart continues to lead Michael Waltrip with Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, and Jamie McMurray. Rest of the top five. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has found out what it's like to be lonely. He was running up in the top 12 or so, pulled out the pass. Nobody went with him, and he finally settled in line back in the 21st position. Also, uh, the cars that uh, continue to work up there, some of the lapped cars we had talked about earlier, Casey Mears still running in the lead pack. Brian Vickers very fast, but again lost a lap in the early going here this afternoon. 81 laps still to go. A couple of rounds of pit stops still to go, so this thing is going to shake up several times before it comes down to conclusion. Just been watching a, a kind of a strange drafting situation out there, and I remember in the Gatorade Duel 150s last week when Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Johnson kind of had their little altercation they've been drafting together they are right now they have been for the last 15 or 20 laps around and and he's jimmy is helping kevin get to the front of course he's helping himself at the same time that's a pretty interesting draft over there in turn two it is barney uh, racing makes strange bedfellows sometimes kevin harvick is leading that two-car parade he's caught up with the tail end of the lead draft and he's getting plenty of help from jimmy johnson it's been interesting to watch jimmy johnson practically pushing kevin harvick down the super stretch for now they've cooled their jets but here goes Harvick again on the move to the inside of Jamie McMurray. This is the side-by-side -side battle for fifth. And the two of them have come from well outside the top ten all the way to six. Now battling for fifth. Harvick down low. McMurray up top. Harvick with drafting help from Jimmy Johnson. Casey Mears falls in behind now to help that draft form up down on the inside lane. And they start moving forward. Working on Jamie McMurray as they come down to the start-finish line. Harvick is by him. Jimmy Johnson now pulls a fender up alongside. And they work back up into turn one. Well, Harvick and Johnson have got 
got the whole year to be mad at each other. They can win the Daytona 500 today. They're up to fifth now. Kevin Harvick on the inside lane. Jimmy Johnson right behind him looking for sixth. Progress has stalled there momentarily as the outside lane starts to kick in. Now Jamie McMurray is going to wedge his Dodge in between the two Chevys of Harvick and Johnson. Here's Harvick in fifth. McMurray now in sixth. Casey Kane rumbles out of the pocket alongside McMurray. And Casey Kane's got drafting help from Brian Vickers, Martin Truex, Rusty Wallace, and Mike Skinner. That's the five cars on the top side, but here comes Jamie McMurray inside of Kevin Harvick. 32 cars still showing on the lead lap as they hit the start-finish line, work their way back into turn number one. Harvick around the outside of Jamie McMurray, and this time he gets a little help as they swing back into turn number one. That's a good race going off into turn two. This time the drafting partner is Casey Kane. He gives Kevin Harvick the shove around that outside line. Harvick will go to the fifth position. Jamie McMurray now battling hard downstairs, trying to hold off Casey Kane. McMurray had been using the outside lane the last few laps. Now he's going to try his luck down low. And so far, it's not working out too good. Harvick's going to go by him. Here's Casey Kane getting a fender out in front of him. But all of a sudden, McMurray gets a shot from Casey Mears, and now he gets a fender out in front. Top five cars are single file. In fact, the top three are starting to just inch away from Bush. Then it's Harvick. Then it's the two-by-two -two battle. McMurray, Casey Kane. Here's Michael Waltrip up front looking to the inside of Tony Stewart. Kind of figured that's going to happen eventually. And coming off turn four, he's starting to look for a way to get by. Nose right behind him is Jeff Gordon, hoping maybe Jeff will go with him. But for now, single file back to turn one. Michael Waltrip may have been trying to lull Tony Stewart to sleep. Sprung a move on him but couldn't make it stick. Top three remain in order. Stewart, Waltrip, and Jeff Gordon. Kurt Busch in fourth. Then five car lengths back to Kevin Harvick. And here comes Jimmy Johnson right up the middle between Kane and McMurray. And Johnson's going to work on Harvick. Side by side for fifth. Here comes Jimmy Johnson down to the inside. Kevin Harvick shuffled to the high side. And now Kane drops in behind Johnson. Casey Kane fills a hole right behind. Jimmy Johnson and that leaves Kevin Harvick on the top side of the racetrack. Now they'll do battle. Casey Kane and Kevin Harvick. Out of turn four and back down to the line. The laps wind down to just 73 to go as they hit the start finish line. Still a five-car breakaway at the front of the field. Kevin Harvick right now got hung out to dry in that outside line. Let's see if he's going to lose any more spots. He's got plenty of people there to take the spots away as they go to turn two. Casey Kane, first and foremost, lined up in that bottom lane against Kevin Harvick. He's got drafting help from Jamie McMurray. Top side, it's Harvick on the outside beginning to fade now. Double wide, six rows deep, sixth on back. Casey Kane, Kevin Harvick at the front of those two packs. Kane to the inside with McMurray and Mears behind him. Now all of a sudden, here comes Kane. He'll slide up the line behind Harvick in front of the lap car of Brian Vickers. And that's where the draft's going to form up. It's Harvick, then it's Casey Kane, and then it's two wide battling Jamie McMurray on the inside Brian Vickers on the outside then it's Casey Mears Mike Skinner and Martin Truex all this action going on from sixth on back meanwhile the front five stay in single file Tony Stewart Michael Waltrip Jeff Gordon Kurt Busch and Jimmy Johnson sixth place now is Kevin Harvick he's finally pulled down inside Casey Kane Jamie McMurray from there on back it's double wide Martin Truex climbs the backing he'll go to work to the outside of Jamie McMurray he's got Rusty Wallace right behind him as they haul it off to the back straight away. Martin Truex Jr. and Jamie McMurray now side by side. Casey Mears in that mix. He's a car. That's one lap down. Rusty Wallace starting to come back to life. He gets right on the rear bumper of Martin Truex Jr. Going to give him some drafting help on the outside lane. Pushes Martin Truex by Jamie McMurray and Rusty Wallace may be able to do the same thing, but here comes McMurray and Mears down low. That's the two-car dodge battle off turn four. While they're doing all that right now, running door to door, racing hard back there, the front five continue to put Dale on the rest of the field. They pulled away by almost a full second right now. 
So at lap 71, it is Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip, Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, and Jimmy Johnson. Swinging back into turn number one, Kevin Harvick's on the bottom of the racetrack. No drafting help. He may lose a bunch of spots before they hit the back straightaway. Harvick on the bottom gets overhauled by Martin Truex Jr. by Rusty Wallace. Here comes Dave Blaney hauling it up the outside lane with some drafting help from Mark Martin. Harvick going backwards. He has got no help. He is down on the inside lane all by himself as everyone steams past him on the outside. Race leader Tony Stewart, two car lengths in hand over Michael Waltrip in turn three. And it's a five-car breakaway. Waltrip, Gordon, Kurt Busch, and Jimmy Johnson. And by the time Kevin Harvick settles down, he will drop all the way back to the 11th position. Problems from Mike Skinner. He is off the pace on the back straightaway. Here come a couple of cars dropping down to the banking of turn number four, coming in to make pit stops. They were last in at 1.05, so it is about time. These two cars coming in are cars that are lapsed down. One is Kyle Busch, the other Ricky Rudd. So we are expecting stops pretty soon. Let's take a sweep through the pits. Brought to you by Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR. Winston Kelly. Well, one of the comeback kids has to be Kevin Harvick. His crew chief, Todd Berry, getting ready to talk to one of the crew members. He had fallen all the way back to 36th position. Todd, you guys had fallen way back. Tell us about the problems you had and what you did to correct it. I would just um, kept losing the tape on the front grill and it would stand up and just act like a, you know, deflectors killed the car. Now the car is just a little bit too tight as the run goes, so we, it's the first really run we've had today to know what we need to do to adjust for it, so uh, we'll get ready to do that here in a few laps. A little bit tight right now, but they had fallen back to 36, made their way all the way up to six in a good GM Goodrich Chevrolet while they just lost a few positions. Still running extremely well. Talking about additional drivers coming back. Ryan Newman, after he popped the wall, a long pit stop earlier today, dropped him out of the top 20. Now he's worked his way up into the 12th position. And how about Martin Truex Jr.? First Daytona 500 start, started 10th, changed two tires the last time. He's hung on, currently running in the eighth position. To the midsection of Pit Road and Adam Alexander. Tony Stewart has had a great deal of success in his Nextel Cup career, but one thing he has not been able to do is win a points what race at a restrictor plate track. Could that change today? He's led several laps, and since the last caution flag went in the air, they came in, made service. He has said nothing about the race car. It's been handling awfully good. Pit crew on the wall. They are preparing to come down and make a green flag stop here soon. Mark Martin has battled back. Had a problem in the early going or on that last caution flag made two pit stops. He is now running in the top 10 after dropping outside the top 30. And here come the leaders down pit road. Tony Stewart slides to a stop. Mark Martin going to come in and Scott Riggs. All these drivers running in the top 15 and have been there virtually all day long. No wedge and a wrench and no wrench in the rear window for Tony Stewart. No adjustments for tires and fuel. The same for Riggs. The same for Martin. Left side tires on for Stewart. He's away. Martin's away. There goes Scott Riggs to Winston Kelly. And Jeff Gordon pulls away. Four tires and fuel there. He's all in line behind Tony Stewart. Michael Waltrip. Martin Truex Jr. Also Casey Kane. All get away with four tires and fuel to the end of Pit Road and Steve Post. Pit stops down here in this end for Kurt Busch. He was running in position number four. That was lap 136. The car is very, very good. They've had a strong start to the defense of their crowd. Jimmy Johnson was also in on pit road on lap 136. Four tires and fuel for Johnson. We'll be looking this time by for Dale Earnhardt Jr. to come in on pit road. As a matter of fact, here he is now. The car had dropped to 26. Very, very tight. Junior fighting a very tight condition. The crew on the right side of the car putting right side tires on. Now left side tires. Apparently Eric 
adjustment pressure on, or adjustment uh, on the air pressure on that machine. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s crew is down and away, hopefully loosening that car back up. On up to the other end of pit road to Winston Kelly. Four tires in fuel for Kevin Harvick. Free that machine up as we had heard a crew chief Todd Barrier say. Very good stop. The Greg Biffle machine, same thing for Ryan Newman. The right front on the machine of, of uh, the machine of Scott Wimmer was down. He had cut the right front tire. Had tire wear, significant tire wear. Same thing for his teammate, Mike Skinner. All these stops on lap 138 to Adam. Lap 137, the pit board went out for Dale Jarrett. He came down, got four tires, and Fuel had been complaining about the handling of his race car ever since that last restart. Same situation for Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, and Jamie McMurray. They enjoy good runs today. Lap 137, they come in, get four tires and fuel. And now on the board, lap 138, Jeff Green making a stop, as is Kevin LePage. More cars in front of Winston. That would be Joe Nemechek and Jason Leffler getting in four tires in fuel. Earlier in the day, we talked about Joe Nemechek. He slid barely through his pit, got held on pit road by the NASCAR officials, got the lucky dog award, back on the lead lap. Joe Nemechek, Jason Leffler, four tires in fuel. Couple of guys too fast on pit road again. That time, Dave Blaney, that's twice for him today. Also two times for Jeremy Mayfield and Dale Jarrett. Too quick on the pit road, so the pass-through penalty, and they are answering that now. The lead is cycled around to Joe Nemechek. He picks up the top spot, but has since come in and made his stop. It would cycle Jason Leffler and Jeff Green up there, but again, those cars as well have made their stop, so as soon as the field comes back around, we'll recycle it as they've made stops, and almost of those coming between lap 137 and 139. Been an interesting race today. Off and on, we've had uh, cautions to kind of bunch the field up a couple of times and keep from some of the guys going a lap down. Four cautions, as a matter of fact, have flown on the speedway here this afternoon. The first one came out at lap 14 when Bobby Labonte lost an engine on his car, put him out for the day. The second one came at lap 25, involving about four cars up there. Kevin Harvick, Boris said, Mike Wallace. It sidelined him for the day, along with Kyle Busch and Elliott Sadler and Ricky Rudd all having damage. And the third one was debris on the racetrack at lap 85. More debris to bring out the fourth caution at lap 104. And that's where we are right now. Tony Stewart is the leader as he works his way down the back straightaway. Got plenty of company heading over to turn four. Jeff Gordon is second. Jimmy Johnson, Michael Waltrip, Mark Martin, Kurt Busch, and Casey Kane. All of them hook nose to tail. Dale Jarrett will see the black flag coming up if he does not come in for his pass-through penalty. Again, he was too fast coming down the pit lane. We'll see if Jarrett will respond this time by and do his pass-through penalty. If not, again, and he will come in off turn number four. So DJ, the pole sitter, hits the pit lane. It's not been a real good day for Dale Jarrett. Tony Stewart back out in front. I don't know if you heard our coverage yesterday of the NASCAR Bush Series race, the Take 5 300 uh, for the uh, season opener for those guys. But Tony Stewart made a remarkable recovery, being kicked off the banking, ran through the grass, came back up on the racetrack, picked up the ground, and came home and picked up the victory. I'll tell you what, you've seen a lot of moves made at different racetracks around the country, but even the other drivers in the garage and all the series that are here that saw that move that Tony made down there yesterday, or the save, I should say, totally impressed by it. I tell you what impressed me, and I was talking to some of the drivers down there, they said, you know, for him to do what he did, go across the grass at 180 miles an hour, right in the middle of turns one and two, if he had locked the car down, you know it's going to spin back up into traffic. Tony had the composure to realize that, knew that the car was going back up in the racetrack either way, so he elected to say, hey, I can control this thing. I think I can hit that banking just right and, and move in in front of some of the cars over there, and it worked. 
That's 100% driver skill and about 100 pounds of good luck. You better believe it. He was driving a car that's owned by Kevin Harvick. Of course, Tony Stewart off to a great start, winning his Gatorade dual qualifying race here earlier in the week, winning the Bush Series event yesterday, and right now leading the Daytona 500 with 59 laps to go. Caution flag is waving again over the Daytona 500. Debris up in turn number two that one of the NASCAR spotters has uh, found out there. So the caution flag comes out. They will clean up the track. We'll probably have some more pit action here. And, of course, this will pack the field in once again. 31 cars still on the lead lap following Tony Stewart. Fields working under the caution flag this afternoon at lap 142. It came out for debris on the racetrack in turn number two. And they follow the pace car up into turn number four. The pit road is open this time. We'll see if any... Takers uh, will uh, form up out of the group after just coming in a few moments ago. Back at 137, 138, and 139, everybody was in. We're now at 144 as the field works off turn number four. It's been pretty much the same cast of characters, Barney, up near the front of the field all day. Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Michael Waltrip, Jimmy Johnson has been up there. Mark Martin's been in the top five several times and is once again. A couple of guys that you would expect to be up there, like Dale Earnhardt Jr., hasn't had a whole lot to show us. He's been in the top ten a few times, but currently rides back in 21st. Yeah, that one section of the race about uh, 35 laps ago when he got caught out of line coming out of turn number four up there and lost about 15 or 16 spots. He's made a few of those up. Pit Road is open right now. we got quite a few takers. Steve Post. Jeff Burton, the first one in on this end of pit road. Going to be four tires and fuel for Richard Childress Chevy. Dale Earnhardt Jr. continues to fight that tight condition. Going to be four tires and a chassis adjustment on the Budweiser Chevy. Also, Kyle Petty in, and Ricky Rudd continues to do some pit work on the Motocraft Ford. On down pit road to Winston Kelly. Joe Nemechek, Mike Skinner, Scott Wimmer all on pit road getting service right side and fuel. They make a chassis adjustment for Skinner. Kevin Harvick, you heard his crew chief tell us he had been a little bit tight brought him back down pit road a little bit of cosmetic work for scott wimmer remember he had the right front tire go down earlier on the mike skinner machine the right rear tire was worn to the cord during that last full green flag run all those drivers four tires chassis adjustments and top it off with fuel adam Jeff Green came down the pit lane in the Cheerios Dodge and uh, got service. Also in Carl Edwards, four tires fuel, and they made an adjustment to his Ford. Dale Jarrett back down the pit lane here. Really not a track position issue for him as he had to make the pass-through penalty, caught speeding on pit lane. Uh, the last time he came down for a pit stop, the crew filling up the gas tank and also taping up the grill, and now the UPS Ford will pull away. And Steve Post, there appears to be some additional issues for Jeff Burton down there. Yeah, again, the team under the rear end, they just keep looking for a problem under there. Not sure exactly what it is. They had, uh, they thought they might have had some fluid leaking out of the back of that Chevrolet. And now the crew putting the right rear tire back on are going to send them back out on the track. We'll sneak down there and see exactly if they found anything new. They were under it in the last caution period and didn't find anything wrong. And we'll see once they come back over the wall what the situation is on the singular Chevy. One to go signal displayed as the field crosses the start finish line. Tony Stewart leads. And let's look at this. DEI cars are kind of split up. Michael Waltrip is running in the fourth position. Martin Truex is 11th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is back in the 23rd position. But the Hendrick cars are up front. Jimmy Johnson is running in the third spot, right behind his teammate Jeff Gordon, who's in the second spot. A lot of drivers said that was the team to look out for here this weekend. One of those was Kyle Petty. I still think the DEI cars are tough, but I'm going to tell you, I think the Hendrick's cars are a leg up right now. Uh, the 48, the 24, uh, I think the 25 has had some trouble on pit road so far. Uh, but I think those those three or four cars, and, and I thought Kyle Busch did a great job yesterday. Uh, I, I really did. So I think the Hendricks cars have 
match DEI if not moved a little bit ahead, uh, but they're still going to be a factor. Right now they're running in the second and third spot, at least the top two of those cars, Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson, but they got to get by Tony Stewart before this thing's over with. I'll tell you what, uh, Tony's just had everything going his way since he came down here in Speed Weeks. He's been really pumped up. He's, he's had good success in that move he made down there yesterday to win the, uh, the Bush race here. That had to just psych him out beyond belief. And he's had a good car all week long. Every time you, you talk to him, Tony can be have some rough edges at times when you're trying to talk to him. But all this week, he's been really good with the media. Uh, a lot of smiles on his face all week long. He's got the car to get it done, but two or three good tight draft behind him might take it away. But uh, going to be a great finish, I think. Yeah, it is. Here they come off turn number four, and here's the way they're stacked up. Tony Stewart with Jeff Gordon behind him. Jimmy Johnson rides third in line. Then Michael Waltrip. Fifth is Mark Martin. The rest of the top ten are Kurt Busch. He's sixth. Casey Kane is seventh. Ryan Newman is eighth. Rusty Wallace is ninth. And rookie driver Travis Quapel having a great day. He's running in tenth. Green flag goes back in the air. Three lap cars down to the inside of Tony Stewart, the leader. Casey Mears, the first of those, going to race him and try and get up there. Now we see him break out back there with three wide, heading for turn one. It's all shuffling up about midway back in the pack, but at the front, Tony Stewart trying to wind that thing up to full speed. Casey Mears trying to get the advantage down low and grab himself a lap back. Stewart, though, beginning to wind it up in that outside lane as they work off the banking. Lap cars down to the inside. Lead lap cars will flash by to the outside, and Tony Stewart looks back and sees Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson right there on the back bumper. Here's Jeff Gordon making the move to the bottom, but Stewart will block him, and Stewart will hang on to the lead for now. In the top three, goodbye Casey Mears. Now Michael Waltrip trying to do the same thing. Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. Michael Waltrip now trying to fend off Casey Mears, who gets the advantage off for him. Jeff Gordon peeks to the outside of Tony Stewart momentarily. Stewart throws the block, though, keeps him lined up behind him. Still Jimmy Johnson rides with him, trying to break away, but here comes Michael Waltrip. He breaks out of that second draft and pulls up behind Jimmy Johnson. Right onto the back bumper now of Jimmy Johnson's Chevrolet. Makes it a four-man lead draft. Now make it five, make it six as Mark Martin and Kurt Busch join the fray. Casey Kane next in line on the outside. Here comes Michael Waltrip to the inside of Jimmy Johnson. Going to bust up that Hendrick Motorsports cars running second and third. Here's Michael Waltrip to the inside of Johnson. Johnson with no drafting help, but Waltrip's got a lot of it in the form of Mark Martin and Kurt Busch. Teammates helping Michael Waltrip, Mark Martin to fourth, Kurt Busch to fifth, Jimmy Johnson will tuck in line in sixth. Martin Truex has got a good battle going on with Ryan Newman for seventh. Getting kind of ticklish at the front of the field right now as they sweep back down to the line. Jeff Gordon poked the nose out there just a minute on Tony Stewart. No takers, nobody to go with him and help him draft by the leader, Tony Stewart. See if he gets any down in one. Jeff Gordon keeps it tucked right in line, right up under the rear spoiler of Tony Stewart's Chevrolet. It's Stewart, Gordon, Michael Waltrip, Mark Martin, Kurt Busch and Jimmy Johnson. Casey Kane still trying to get by the lap car. Looked like Michael Walter was going to go to work again on Jeff Gordon. Couldn't do it. Gets back in line. Front seven, front eight cars ride single file. Stacking up further back. Here's Ryan Newman making the move around the lap car of Kevin LePage in turn three. Jamie McMurray, Rusty Wallace also in that battle. But here comes Ryan Newman trying to pick up the draft with Casey Kane as they run down the top six. Up front again, Jeff Gordon peeks to the outside. Has been doing this for the last three or four laps. But every time he does, Tony Stewart will pull up, put the block on him. 
And I think what's happening further back is Michael Walter and Mark Martin. No, Gordon's not going to be able to go anywhere, so they're not joining on that outside lane. This time they all go low in turn one. Everybody hugging that yellow line on the bottom of the racetrack with the exception of Jimmy Johnson, who's forced to the outside by Mark Martin. Martin on the charge now. That's the battle for fourth place. Jimmy Johnson and Mark Martin. Ford and Chevy side by side, and the draft forms up behind each of them. Here's Johnson crowding Martin. Martin with a fender out in front. He'll grab fourth. Bush now fifth, but Johnson tries to rally back on the outside. Mark Martin tucks down right in front of Kurt Busch. He knows his teammate is there. Jimmy Johnson on the top side of the racetrack's got a car length or two before you get back to Casey Kane. The draft is on the inside. Jimmy Johnson's got a little run in that outside groove. Doesn't have all that much help. Nobody running real close with him to push him up there for the moment. Casey Kane is the closest car, and he's a full car length back. Front four right now. Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Michael Waltrip, and Mark Martin. Jimmy Johnson trying to get in the mix over in turn two. He's got some company downstairs. That's Kurt Busch. So a Ford and Chevrolet battle. Bush on the inside. Jimmy Johnson on the outside. The battle for the number five spot. And they both have company on the back bumper. Both of those drivers with drafting help, except Johnson. He'll lose some momentarily. Casey Kane was there. Kane fades off the back bumper. Draws back now as Bush and Johnson almost lean on each other for fifth. And Kurt Bush just trying to hold on to Mark Martin, but there's a gap starting to separate between the top four back to fifth. It is Kurt Busch down low. Jimmy Johnson up top for fifth. That's the fifth place battle. They're stacked up side by side, and everybody behind them are stacked up side by side. And that's exactly what the front four want to see. Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Michael Walter, and Mark Martin, they're staying tucked in in single file and are starting to check out now. They've got a little bit of an advantage, and it's beginning to grow. Kurt Busch has made his way around the lap car of Casey Mears. Jimmy Johnson trying to do the same right now, but Mears may be a lap down, but he's got a very solid race car. Ever since Michael Walter shuffled Jimmy Johnson out of the draft, Johnson's been trying to regroup and not been having much success. All he's got on his back deck lid is Casey Kane down to his inside. He's got Casey Mears, and Johnson can't make any progress forward. It's Jimmy Johnson outside, Casey Mears inside, Ryan Newman lending drafting help to Mears, Casey Kane lending drafting help to Jimmy Johnson as they come off turn four. That side-by-side racing back there is allowing the front four to put even more daylight, make actually the front five beginning to pull away a little bit. Jimmy Johnson, he'll get a run going, but then it'll drop back a little bit. Three wide going off into turn number one as the yellow flag comes out. Caution is on the speedway. More debris has been spotted on the racetrack at lap 153. That's four times today, Barney. We've had caution called for debris on the racing surface. Now, probably the reason for that is we had a number of cars that were caught up in crashes early on, as early as lap 26. As a matter of fact, when Ricky Rudd spun, caught up Elliot Sadler, Mike Wallace, Borsed, and Kyle Busch, some of those cars have come back on the racetrack. And, of course, as time goes on, whatever they taped up, sometimes will break loose and fall out, so that's the reason for some of the debris on the racing surface. We're not exactly sure what this particular piece of debris is, but uh, uh, typically when you get late on a race like this, you'll start having situations like that, and that's why we've had four caution flags for debris. The only other caution came out on lap 14 when Bobby Labonte blew at the first part of today's Daytona 500. Casey Mears is going to be the beneficiary and will get his lap back. Uh, he's the first car a lap down. Field heads down the front straightaway looking to see who might go on to pit road. Uh, I don't believe pit road is open. It is closed right now. And Winston Kelly, there's no way, even if they come in the next couple of laps, that you're going to go the distance. No, about the longest that we heard anybody could stretch the fuel mileage is somewhere around 36, 37 laps. You know, we may have somebody that can go 38 or so, but I don't see that they're going to be able to go the rest of the way and doesn't look like this caution flag will last long enough for anybody to come back down pit road and just top it off and have a fuel mileage strategy situation. 
So cleanup is underway before the uh, debris that was spotted on the track coming off turn number four. We circulate around the track here under the caution flag with Tony Stewart in charge of the Daytona 500. Green flag waves here at the World Center of Racing once again, and Jeff Burton leads for the first time today under the green flag as he hauls it off to turn one. Scott Wimmer, Carl Edwards, Tony Stewart, and Mark Martin right behind him. Wimmer clears the lap car of Kevin LePage. Right behind him comes Carl Edwards as the front three now clearing themselves of lap traffic. Halfway through the banking, Tony Stewart will go three wide around LePage and the lap car of Boris Sett, three wide for Stewart. Tony Stewart really had to climb the banking coming off turn two to bypass the lap traffic. He'll do that on the super stretch. Jeff Burton with a car length in hand. Maybe two over Scott Wimmer. Here comes Tony Stewart to the inside of Carl Edwards. Stewart is on the move at three. And Mark Martin is right there. So is Casey Kane. Top five, nose to tail. Jeff Burton out front. Wimmer goes second. Tony Stewart peeking underneath for second. Off turn number four, back to the start-finish line. Jeff Burton still leads the way, but again, Stewart looking for a way to get by him. He's got a deal with Scott Wimmer first. And, of course, behind he's got the help, possibly, of Mark Martin and Casey Kane. For now, no one steps out of line. Mark Martin tucked right up underneath the rear spoiler of Tony Stewart, giving all the help he can possibly give. Let's see if Stewart can use it as they come off the backing of turn number two. Tony Stewart stays tucked in line third. Takes a peek down to the inside, stays in line now behind Scott Wimmer, who rides in second. Now Stewart looks outside. Here he goes. Home Depot Chevrolet makes the move off the end of the super stretch. Tony Stewart goes to second. And now the battle is on for third. Mark Martin, Casey Kane, and Carl Edwards on the top side of the racetrack. All alone at the bottom is Wimmer. Here comes Burton. Tony Stewart second. Mark Martin third. Scott Wimmer has made good moves. His team's made good pit stops all day long, but uh, he's been hung out to dry about four or five times and has still been able to stay up there in the top ten. Single file now back among the front five. Jeff Burton, Tony Stewart, Mark Martin, Casey Kane, and Carl Edwards. Let's see if it stays that way in turn two. Jeff Burton can almost feel the crosshairs on his back bumper right now as Tony Stewart and Mark Martin have forged a partnership. They're up to second and third. Look out, car into the wall. Michael Waldrop scrapes the wall hard at the exit of turn number two, but keeps it pointed. It's more than that. Michael Waltrip smoke out of the back of the Napa Chevrolet. Smoke coming from his car. Michael Waltrip up in smoke as he makes his way down to the inside. He is off the pace in turn three. Mean Meanwhile, up front is Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson trying to claw their way back up front. Caution, Caution flag is going to come on wave. the speedway. Caution. It will be the seventh one this afternoon. <laughs> Caution flag as uh, Michael Waltrip. That's a, that's a big moment in this race, Barney, because everybody knew what a contender he was for the win here today. Didn't look like his teammate Dale Earnhardt Jr. was going to have it, but Michael's had a fast car throughout the afternoon and now with problems hitting the wall up in turn one in front of Dave Moody. Looked like it may have been a tire problem, Joey. was right solidly in the outside race. Groove. The car all of a sudden just turned right, went up the banking, looked like he had a handle on it, but it just drifted and drifted higher and higher till finally he got a piece of the safer barrier at the exit of turn number two. And Michael Walter just came on the radio right after it happened and said, guys, I blew it up. Well, he's heading down to his pit. Let's see what they're going to do. Let's go back down to Winston. Well, he's going to come down pit road. They're going to take a look underneath the hood of the machine, but uh, Michael Waltrip believes that he has blown the engine on a Napa Chevrolet, but they are going to look just to see if by chance it may be an oil line. Now they're putting the hood down on a machine, getting ready. Uh, now they're just now putting the hood back up on the car to see if they can determine what the problem is. Maybe it's uh, just an oil line, but uh, Michael Waltrip sits on pit road. So he's been a factor all day long to win this thing, stayed up in the top five for the better part of the day. His teammate, Dale Earnhardt Jr., has not fared as well. Dale Jr. was hung around in the top ten also the first half of the event, but one he got, once he got shuffled out of the draft early 
earlier later this afternoon, I should say, up in turn number four. Lost about 12 or 14 positions. The best he's been able to do is get back up to 17th. Fortunes change in a hurry. I'll tell you what, uh, everyone comes to Daytona, figures, okay, DEI cars, they're the guys to beat. And as we talked earlier, some of the talk all week has been maybe that's not the case anymore. Michael Waltrip seemed to be the most serious threat to win here today, a former two-time winner of the Daytona 500, and apparently his hopes have gone up in smoke. Ken Jr. put it together in the final 38 laps we're about to see. Field comes pouring off turn four. They'll come back down and make stops at lap 162. Jeff Burton leads them in for the stops. Let's go there to cover his stop first. Jeff Burton, the first one to hit his marks down on this end of pit road. Also, Jimmy Johnson is in. Jimmy Johnson's going to go with fuel only. Fuel only on the low Chevy team. Fuel only as well for Kyle or Kurt Busch in the, the Sharpie Ford. Other ones to stop on this pit road, Elliot Sadler and also Travis Quap. A four-tire stop for Jeff Burton on down pit road to Winston Kelly. Fuel only for Jeff Gordon. Same thing for Casey Kane, but Kane leaves pit road, gets into the side of Jason Leffler, who's coming down pit road. Leffler sitting sideways on pit road. Ryan Newman passes to the inside. Joe Nemechek, Mike Skinner, Scott Wimmer to the outside. Kane had a great pit stop, but got in the side of Jason Leffler. Now Leffler backing his machine up. Kane with some damage to the front of his machine, backing up into his pit stall. So some activity here on this end of pit road going to cost Casey Kane and Jason Leffler a lot of time. Let's get a quick thought from Michael Waltrip. Michael, you had one of the three best cars that looked like out there. What happened? It just blew up. I don't know what happened. It broke. Uh, broke something pretty big under the hood. Um, fortunately, we were able to get out of the way and didn't cause a wreck. And uh, we can take that little car to Talladega. And, uh, man, I just wanted to run these last 20-some laps. We have a very fast car and uh, just kept it toward the front. Did everything I needed to do to win the race, except for uh, finish it. If you look at Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, they seem to be the other two quick cars. Has anybody got anything for Tony? Yeah, Jeff's fastest, I think. Jeff's faster than Tony, so we'll see. That's the thoughts of Michael Walter. Disappointed, understandably so. A two-time winner here at Daytona is out to the midsection now. Adam? And here's what happened on the middle of pit road during those pit stops. Tony Stewart, the leader, fuel only for him. Same situation for Brian Vickers. Dale Jarrett got fuel only. It was Scott Riggs coming down the pit lane. He got fuel only. Mark Martin got fuel only. Same for Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, and Jamie McMurray. And also coming in, Carl Edwards. Last trip down at lap 155. He took fuel only, playing a pit strategy game. This time a little off sequence with the other guys as far as tires go. He got four tires in the Office Depot Ford, topped off the fuel tank, and he is pulled away. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is now on pit road. Let's cover that stop. Dale Earnhardt Jr. brings the Bud Chevy in. Going to be four tires and fuel on that machine. As uh, I think everyone's just trying to see if that window will open up on fuel, uh, fuel to make it to the end. Dale Earnhardt Jr., four tires, Sunoco fuel down and away. And this is going to put an awful lot of drivers right on the borderline as far as going the distance should this race stay green and they stretch the fuel. 36 laps to run here in the Daytona 500. Tony Stewart is the leader. Mark Martin is second. Kevin Harvick is third. Fourth is Jeff Gordon. And fifth is Jimmy Johnson. And a lot of lot playing out down on pit road right now. Yeah, there's all kinds of strategies taking place down there, Barney. Teams are setting up now for what could be their final stops of the day. What they just ran as a number of the cars came in and made their stops between lap 163. 
two and uh, 164. Green flag is back in the air and we're down to racing with 35 laps to go. Tony Stewart takes him off to turn number one. Mark Martin sits right behind him. Then Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, and Jeremy Mayfield. And it's on in turn two. And it doesn't look like any of those teams close on fuel are going to have the luxury of stroking down the stretch. They're going to have to race for it at the front. Tony Stewart, rear view mirror full of Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon. Everyone's practically pushing each other onto the super stretch. Here's Jeff Gordon out of line. Challenge is on for second. Mark Martin is hung out to dry. Here comes Gordon to the inside. He'll go to second. Jimmy Johnson to third. Kurt Busch to fourth. Mayfield's going to stack them three wide. Scott Riggs down low. Mark Martin in the middle. Jeremy Mayfield up top. And Mark Martin just trying to hold on. He'll squeeze back up in line in front of Dave Blaney. Tony Stewart trying to hang on to the top spot knowing the Hendrick cars are coming. Jeff Gordon's on his bumper. Jimmy Johnson right behind. Then the Ford of Kurt Busch. They stay single file. Busch starting to look for a way to make a move in turn one. Kurt Busch takes a peek to the inside. Can't find room to race down low. Jimmy Johnson glued to the bottom of the racetrack. Looking to give the drafting help to his teammate, Jeff Gordon, who is closing in on Tony Stewart. Single file, the front five, side by side for six. Now that changes. Here's Jeff Gordon out of line, up top, down low. Stewart left, Stewart right to block. Battle for the lead is on. Here's Stewart. Now one car length ahead of Jeff Gordon in turn three. Jimmy Johnson is right there in third. Kurt Busch, Scott Riggs, Jamie McMurray. Here comes Rusty Wallace now. Then it's Mark Martin and Jeremy Mayfield double file. Tony Stewart leads. They thought they might settle down with maybe uh, 30 laps to go or 20-plus laps to go, and not the case. They're racing just like the checkered flag was coming out. Tony Stewart is the leader by just about a half a car length over Jeff Gordon. They're bobbing and weaving all the way back through the field, trying to pick up some ground and get up there to have a shot to win the Daytona 500. You get the feeling that wherever Jeff Gordon goes, Jimmy Johnson will be right there like his shadow. Tony Stewart trying to hold them both off. They'll remain single file to the Super Stewart plants his Chevrolet on the inside lane again. Gordon goes topside. Gordon goes to the bottom. Now Johnson swings out of line. Here's Johnson alongside Gordon. Johnson to second, but Gordon rallies back down low. The battle's on for second. And Jimmy Johnson has got no drafting help at all up top. Jeff Gordon second. Kurt Busch oh, third. Oh, trouble up in turn number three. One car gets turned. It's John Andretti. He collects Jason Leffler as they slide through turn three and four. And John Andretti now down into the end slides to a stop up against the retaining wall. Heavy right side damage for the machine of Jason Leffler. Is that going to be just a couple of cars involved in that up there in turn four? Yeah, right. it does look like right now, Barney, is just two cars. Leffler has left the scene. Heavy right side damage. John Andretti now under power, leaving the grass and headed to pit road. We're back at the Daytona International Speedway. Well, they'll get the indication. One lap to go when they come back down. Let's run through the top ten real quick. Tony Stewart leads. Jeff Gordon is right behind him. Kurt Busch is third. Jimmy Johnson's fourth. Scott Riggs is fifth, Rusty Wallace is sixth, Mark Martin is seventh, Jeff Burton is eighth, Jamie McMurray is ninth, and Martin Truex Jr. is tenth. And Adam Alexander, you were talking a moment ago about Tony Stewart and some of his drafting efforts this afternoon. Yeah, Barney, he's been out front for a good part of this afternoon. One of the guys right in his rearview mirror throughout the day, Michael Waltrip, a two-time winner here at Daytona. When Michael Waltrip lost the engine and went out of the race, Tony Stewart radioed in and said, it looks like it's going to be me, myself, and I because of the help that Waltrip had given him. Stewart was also getting some help from Mark Martin, but Martin is now dropped out of the top five. Tony Stewart going to have to watch Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson in his rearview mirror. These guys were behind him here in July. They drafted by him, and Jeff Gordon won the Pepsi 400. And Mike Bagley, Tony Stewart's been doing a lot of defensive driving. Several times Jeff Gordon has uh, tried to make a move, and 
Uh, Tony Stewart just slams the door. The Home Depot Chevrolet, Joe, has gotten awfully wide in about the last 10 or 15 laps or so. We'll see Gordon get the run coming off turn two, start the run down to the inside. Stewart goes left, and Gordon goes to the high side. Stewart goes right. So, so far, so good. But you got to ask the question, how long is that going to last before Jeff and Jimmy finally get the run and go into the lead? Well, you know, Jeff was trying to make a move here several laps ago, and Jimmy was trying to fall in behind him and help draft. As it turns out, Jimmy got shuffled out of the pack, and Kurt Busch pulled down in between them, and Jimmy nearly lost several other positions. So uh, sometimes what they plan in these situations isn't exactly what works out. I think that's what we saw there among Hendrick teammates. The field has just received the one-to-go signal. We'll have 28 laps remaining in the 47th running of the Daytona 500. From here, it's off to California Speedway next weekend. A triple header of NASCAR racing. The Craftsman Truck Series there on Friday. The NASCAR Bush Series and the Stater Brothers 300 Saturday. And the Auto Club 500 NASCAR Nextel Cup Series race a week from today at the California Speedway. Our coverage begins with the Truck Series and the American Racing Wheels 200. That uh, comes your way at 8.45 Eastern on Friday evening. But pole qualifying takes place on Saturday starting at 3.10 Eastern. And at 5.30 Eastern on Saturday, the NASCAR Bush Series in the Stater Brothers 300. The Auto Club 500 Sunday at 2.15 Eastern. Tickets are still available for all the events at the California Speedway. You can find out more by calling 1-800-PIT-SHOP. Getting ready to go back to green and settle it here in the Daytona 500 this afternoon. Tony Stewart is the man at the front of the field. He has had a very strong car all day long. No matter how far he dropped back in the pack, he was able to get back up there with or without drafting help, it's so it seemed. The pace car is on pit road, 28 laps to go. They come down to the line, green flag goes back in the air, and Tony Stewart takes them off toward turn one. Jeff Gordon rides a half a car length back of him, single file as they go down toward turn one. That won't last but just a minute. Jeff Gordon right there on the back bumper of Tony Stewart. Takes a little look to the outside lane. Nothing much. Now actually touching Stewart, shoving him through turn one and two. Jeff Gordon giving Tony Stewart the old heave-ho as they head to the back straightaway. And he's there again onto the super stretch. Not making any moves, not darting out of line. Stewart staying with Stewart stride for stride. Matter of fact, Stewart's going to put a car length between himself and Gordon. Further back, here comes Jeff Burton. He'll rumble down to the inside of Jamie McMurray and bring Martin Truex with and that's the battle for the seventh spot. Give it to Burton, then comes Truex, followed by Mike Skinner and Casey Mears. It's Tony Stewart leading off turn four. Single file coming down to the line. Jeff Gordon peeks momentarily to the inside, knows he had better not make his move now. Kurt Busch is lined up behind him. Jimmy Johnson in line in fourth. Couple of car links back to Scott Riggs, who completes the top five. Riggs closing in, looking to make it a five-car draft. Right behind him, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Martin Truex Jr., Mike Skinner all trying to get into the fray before it gets a whole lot later. Nine, ten cars all lined up. Tony Stewart, no doubt, the crosshairs on the back bumper of his Chevrolet. Jeff Gordon sizing him up on the super stretch, not making any moves. Everyone staying in lockstep, single file formation back to the corner. They can weave down the back straightaway, but when they get to turn three, they got to have it pinned down the bottom. Tony Stewart washed up just for a moment. Gordon had a great look, but Tony able to throw the block. Tony scoots up just a little bit. Jeff Gordon's going to put a move on, and you know he's going to get some drafting help from Kurt Busch 
and Jimmy Johnson. Laps wind down, 26 to go. Almost looks like a line dance out there, the way they're popping in and out. They head back to one. A 190-mile-an-hour conga line heading for the banking. And again, Jeff Gordon is all over Tony Stewart for the lead. Then it's a car length back to Kurt Busch. Another car length to Jimmy Johnson. Then right there in fifth, Scotty Ring. Only man out of line is Mike Skinner. He's about 10th or 15th. He's losing ground. He's got no drafting help. Stewart again looks back. He's Gordon right there. Chevy, Chevy, then the Ford of Kurt Busch, then the Chevy of Jimmy Johnson, the top four. And right behind him comes Scott Riggs, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Martin Truex, Casey Mears, Elliot Sadler, a couple of machines starting to make their way into the top ten. Casey Mears has been running among the top ten all day, but he's been a lap down most of the day on that last caution flag. He got back on the tail end of the lead lap, has worked his way up close to the top ten anyway now. Matter of fact, inside the top ten, running in ninth. And how about Elliot Sadler? Caught up in that crash when Ricky Rudd spun back at lap 26. Here he is in the hunt. Elliott now running in the 10th position. But they're still chasing Tony Stewart up off turn two as they hit the super stretch. And not making any success in getting around him. Chasing him has been okay, but again, getting by the Home Depot Chevy, a totally different story. Here's Gordon again on the back bumper. Everyone single file. Further back, Elliott Sadler looks back. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is almost in his trunk in turn three. And Greg Biffle is right there. So is Scott Wimmer, Carl Edwards, and Sterling Marlin. Nobody this time by stepping out of line. 32 cars on the lead lap. John Andretti, despite that spin up there, is still on the lead lap back in 32nd position. Back to the line. 24 laps to go. Tony Stewart so far has been able to hold off Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, and Scott Riggs. How much longer can he do it? A line of 15 cars, all single file. Nobody wanted to play their cards first. Nope, here's the first player. Dale Earnhardt Jr. steps out of line. He'll go to the high side with Greg Biffle. He's got some drafting help, but the question is, does he have enough? He's alongside Casey Mears' lap car right now. He's got Greg Biffle and Scott Wimmer lined up. Junior makes the advance on Elliott Sadler, but Sadler rallies back down low, and Biffle gives Earnhardt the heave-ho in turn three. It is three rows of two wide racing. Casey Mears and Dale Jr., Elliott Sadler and Greg Biffle, Carl Edwards and Scott Wimmer. Earnhardt's in the ninth position, at least trying to take away ninth from Casey Mears, and that is the first side-by-side battle. The front eight cars are running in single file. There are 23 laps to go, and still they're chasing Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart still shows the way. Kurt Busch has slid up into the second spot. Jeff Gordon still works the outside lane. But Mike Bagley, it's starting to cost him a little bit. Yeah, it is. Joey's losing some ground. And instead of having a teammate behind him, his teammate's alongside him. But now the draft kicks in. Here's Gordon. He'll run him alongside again. Bush side by side for second. Well, there's no doubt that Jeff Gordon's got a strong race car. Just how strong it is will be determined here in the next couple of laps as he works the outside line. No drafting help yet. But now here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. The biggest problem he's got, Jeff Gordon has, is his drafting partner, Jimmy Johnson, is down to the inside. And there's no way to get him up there for the moment. He's been blocked in on that lower side. Still a good scramble. He's hung out in that outside line. He's not losing any ground, but Dave Moody not gaining any either. Side by side with his teammate Jimmy Johnson, and now right in the rear mirror of Jeff Gordon. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's been laying in the weeds. He's ready to run on the back bumper of Gordon. He's in the outside lane, and he draws in behind the DuPont Chevrolet. Jeff Gordon in third. He's racing alongside Jimmy Johnson. Johnson can't get behind him, so he races alongside of him. Stacked up two by two, about ten rows deep from third on back. Teammates Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon, third and fourth. Then it's Scott Riggs and Dale Earnhardt Jr., Rusty Wallace, Greg Biffle, and Mark Martin. Two cars break away. That's Tony Stewart and Kurt Busch. That's the front two. Then it's stacked up double wide with Jeff Gordon in the outside lane. His teammate, Jimmy Johnson, has the inside lane covered. 
And Earnhardt there alongside Scott Riggs as they work back into turn number one. Not the scenario the two Hendrick teammates necessarily wanted to see side by side, but right now it's working for Gordon. He gets the push from Junior. He pulls up on the outside of Kurt Busch. He'll try and make a run for the lead off two. Getting a huge run on the outside off of turn number two. Here comes Jeff Gordon. He'll pull out in front of Dale Earnhardt Jr. by about two car lengths. He is side by side with Tony Stewart. Jeff Burton's up in smoke and off the pace as they're still wheel to wheel for the lead. Now they're three wide. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in the mix. Jeff Gordon, now we've got cars in trouble. Greg Biffle, Scott Wimmer, Jamie McMurray, Kevin Harvick, several cars. Now one car, Wimmer, end over end, side over side on a huge crash here in turn four. Big pileup up in turn number four. Going to involve at least five, maybe six or more cars. Yellow flag obviously is out on the racetrack. Let's go back up there. Don't know what triggered it. All of it took place from about fifth on back, Barney, but it was chaos once it got started. Several cars involved. The most seriously at the moment, Scott Wimmer. He went over several times. Kevin Harvick was involved. Ricky Rudd was involved. Only car down here at the moment, Scott Wimmer, and he has dropped the window net. So a multi-car crash up in turn number four. Exactly what you didn't want to see happen here this afternoon. Some of the fast guys involved in this one. Kevin Harvick has been a player all day. Scott Wimmer had led on two occasions earlier here today in the Daytona 500 after a third-place finish in last year's edition of the Great American Race. He winds up going airborne, flips around several times, finally lands down there. Other cars involved include Ricky Rudd and Jamie McMurray. Let's go back out to Jeff Striegel. Well, what it looked like again, uh, Jeff, was that Scott Wimmer got shoved up the banking and he got turned into a couple of cars who were running on the outside of the racetrack. He got crossed up in front, collecting several cars, and as he skidded down off the 31 degrees of banking here, that car caught the grass and started to just kind of barrel roll. But the good news is, Joe, Scott has climbed from that uh, machine under his own power. He's going to jump in the ambulance and head back to the medical center. That could have collected at least a dozen cars or more up there. We're lucky it only involved about six. And again, the, really a tough break for Scott Wimmer. He's had a great day, going to have a good finish here. Tough break for Kevin Harvick. He has quite a bit of damage to his car, as we said. Jamie McMurray and Jeff Burton all involved in that one up there. And that's a shame because we were going to have, and we may still yet have, one whale of a finish. But it would have been nice to see all those guys still yeah. in there. And with a chance of uh, being a player in this race. Now, Jeff Burton's car is being pushed behind the wall. We talked about some smoke coming out of the back of that car just before that crash. Let's see if Steve Post has the story. Actually, they're pushing it back into the garage area. They had the rear end problem. We talked about they kept putting grease to it. And it does appear that the rear gear is what failed. The engine was running when it went past this down pit road. But it does appear to be a rear gear failure for Richard Childress Chevrolet. Now the front five, uh, ten cars or so stay on the racetrack. Other cars on the lead lap are coming in. Here comes Rusty Wallace to make a stop. Casey Mears, Casey Kane, Joe Nemechek, several others. Let's go to Adam Alexander. We start with Rusty Wallace, right side tires of the Miller Lite Dodge. They go to the left side. It'll be a four-tire stop for him. A couple of pit stalls in front of him. Sterling Marlin making a stop in that Coors Light machine. Dale Jarrett, the pole sitter, back in. Four tires and fuel for the UPS Ford. Brian Vickers has brought his car to pit lane. Four tires and fuel to score on the pit section. Winston Kelly. Mears, a little bit of damage to the right side of his car. They're working on it, then they're going to change tires. Joe Nemechek away. One of those guys a little bit further back in the pack. Nothing to lose. Four tires and fuel. Heavy damage on the cars of Greg Biffle and Kevin Harvick still sitting here on pit road. Now to Adam. 
Actually, down on this end of pit road, Dave Blaney was in. Also, Elliot Sadler was in. Continued pit work for Kyle Petty. And right now, Jeremy Mayfield sits on the pit wall. Apparently, some damage. The left side of that car is jacked up. We see guys up under the left front of that car with hammers just beating it off from that tire. So, uh, Jeremy Mayfield on pit road here as well. Take a quick check again up in turn four. All those guys out of the car, Jeff? Yeah, everybody. In fact, Barney, the only car that stayed down here was the Caterpillar Dodge's Scott Wimmer. And again, boy, that was, what a wild ride. He flipped it over two or three times and able to drop the window net Barney and climb out under his own power. It's the last car and it's being removed as we speak. That is good news. Everybody out of the car and apparently okay. Tony Stewart leads at lap 184, 16 laps to go. We're back at the Daytona International Speedway, still working caution. Lap 15, cleanup efforts are about complete, it looks like, up in turn number four, so it shouldn't be too long before we go back and conclude the Daytona 500 under green. That accident up there took out the cars of Scott Wimmer, also Kevin Harvick, Jeff Burton, uh, Jamie McMurray, and Greg Biffle apparently are going to be out of the event here this afternoon. That garage is filling up in a hurry right now, looking a little further back down, guys that are out. Martin Truex Jr. has parked it for the day. Jason Leffler out of the event. Michael Waltrip lost an engine earlier. He is out. Uh, Kyle Busch wrecked early. They got caught up in an accident earlier today and spent a lot of time in the garage. He has been out and into the garage, taking a few laps. He's shown back in 38th. Ken Schrader has parked it for the day. So has Kenny Wallace. So has Mike Wallace, Matt Kenseth, and Bobby Labonte. So the attrition rate been very high. Let's check down to the garage. And Jamie McMurray has pulled his machine into the garage. Front end completely torn up on the Texaco Haviland Dodge. They've got an extra radiator out. Looks like they may try to repair that. Jamie continues to sit in the race car. He's just put the steering wheel back on the machine. It appears he is set to try and go back out on the racetrack. And also Jeff Burton brought his machine in. The singular wireless Chevrolet backed into one of the garage stalls. All four corners up on jack stands. Several crew members underneath the car trying to check for damage and repair some of the things that they know have happened. Burton continues to sit inside the race car with his helmet on. They, too, going to try to get out, back out and gain some Nextel Cup points. And we're going green one more lap around. And it's a shame, too, that that, that happened up there because all, just about everybody involved in it was going to have a decent finish. Greg Biffle was, so was Kevin Harvick, so was Scott Wimmer, Jeff Burton, and Jamie McMurray, just some of the drivers that got caught up up there in turn four. But it's going to leave us 25 cars still, Barney, on the lead lap with uh, what's going to be about a 13-lap shootout to the finish if we stay under the green flag. We've seen a couple of uh, passes uh, tried by Jeff Gordon. Dylan Hart Jr. is up there riding in third now. Will he help Jeff? Maybe then bail out, go for it by himself. Kurt Busch is the lone Ford up there among those top five cars. He's running in the fourth spot. And Jimmy Johnson, of course, you would think he and Jeff would work together. I'm kind of surprised when they had the opportunity a couple of times out there, they didn't fall in line and help one another. Instead, they, rose, they raced side by side. It's been, been hard for Jimmy Johnson to get out of that lower groove and get himself in a position to draft with Dale Jr., but uh, they still got plenty of time to get it done. A lot of tough cars up at the front of the field. As we said, though, all day long, Tony Stewart has had the car, apparently, that has been strong enough to lead just about all this thing here today at Daytona. Now, is it strong enough to stay up there and win? Well, we'll find out. You better believe that Jeff Gordon's got some tricks up his sleeve here for these final 13 laps, and Tony Stewart surely knows that. You got some great runs we need to talk about. Scott Riggs doing a great job all afternoon. He's up in the sixth position. Carl Edwards in his first ever Daytona 500. There he is in the ninth position. Mike Skinner in that car out of Bill Davis Racing. He's held on today, had a few problems, but uh, here he is in the 10th spot for the restart and the final 13 laps. And rookie driver Travis Quapple is in the 11th position as we come down the stretch. His teammate, Rusty Wallace, lines up behind him in the 12th spot. About to get the green flag and maybe settle. 
the 47th Daytona 500. Green flag goes back in the There's air. There's a problem, Barney, on the start. Travis Squabble gets into the back of Mike Skinner, spins him around. Casey Kane goes across the grass. Kevin LePage is involved. John Andretti also with a lot of damage right here at the start-finish line. And before the green got in the air good, the caution is back out again. Man, that is hard to believe. They didn't even get down to the start-finish line before the banging started and causes an accident right here in the front straightaway as a couple of cars have moved off into the grass. A couple of cars will be able to drive away. Jeremy Mayfield, one of those, and looks like John Andretti will be able to move away also, and Travis Quapple. A couple of guys, Marty, we were just talking about that had very good runs. We're going to have a fantastic finish in the Daytona 500. Get caught up in this crash at the restart. Now, it's hard to say from our perspective if maybe there was a problem on Mike Skinner's car. Maybe he didn't come up to speed, but Travis Quapple, without a doubt, got it in the back of him, turned him around, and that caught up the other cars that were involved in this crash here, bringing out caution for the 10th time this afternoon. Skinner's car sitting here right across from the start-finish line in the grass. The other machines uh, apparently have been able to continue on their way, although there's uh, quite a bit of damage on some of those that were involved in this 10th caution flag of the day. They're attending now to Mike Skinner to try to pull him from the car. Uh, should be quite a bit of damage on Travis Quapple's machine because he did get into Skinner hard there. And, of course, the other cars that we mentioned involved in this crash. So back out of the caution flag, it looks like now it's going to come down to maybe even less than 10 laps to settle the Daytona 500. Tighten your belts. We're coming down to what's going to be an eight-lap shootout to decide the winner in the Daytona 500. Tony Stewart leads. Jeff Gordon is second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. rides in third with Kurt Busch fourth and Jimmy Johnson fifth. Scott Riggs is sixth. Mark Martin is seventh. Rusty Wallace is eighth. Joe Nemechek ninth. Dave Blaney is tenth. And they have waved off the restart. So instead, they'll again get the one-to-go signal to get this race back under the green flag, and it becomes even more exciting, Barney, because now it's going to be a seven-lap shootout. Yeah, it's going to be just seven laps to settle it. Let's check in down at the care center and see if either one of those guys have been released yet. Steve Post has been patrolling down there. Steve? Actually, John Andretti has just walked out of the care center right now holding court with a couple other reporters, and uh, we'll get right back with John Andretti in just one second. He was involved in that second accident. John's had a tough day here. He's been involved in three or four spin outs and got caught up in everybody else's problem all day long and was still going to have a really good finish. Now it looks like he's going to finish somewhere back about 28th or maybe a little further back. Ryan Newman is also going to see himself way out of line here to win this thing today. He had a strong car for a while. A couple of times made a good move to get up there. He's the last car being now being shown on the lead lap back in 22nd position. And Winston, uh, Ryan has made several stops here over the last uh, 20 laps or so. What's going on down there? Well, he had a little bit of damage uh, under that last caution flag, and they've been working to the right front of the machine. Now they're just uh, topping it off and uh, continuing to, uh, to do a little bit of cosmetic work on the right front of Ryan Newman's car. He was collected in that last incident. Let's go back to Steve Post. We're back here in the care center, and the good news is actually talking to two drivers who were involved in a nasty crash down here on that last caution. First off, we'll catch up with Mike Skinner. Mike, what happened out there on that restart? I really don't know. I think somebody missed a shift or something up in front of us, and we all bunched up there, and uh, I got plowed from behind and turned sideways, and then we spun around, and uh, John was really coming hard, and, and uh, he, he didn't see me, and wasn't nothing he could do. He just, I mean, there was no place for him to go, so he hit me hard, and uh, that ended our both of our day, but uh, I just want to thank Argent, Argent uh, Mortgage for, for giving us this opportunity, and getting on the car with us and with Bill Davis racing and hopefully we can do some more for him. We sitting there running the top 10 and uh, had a shot had a shot at this thing. We was right 
right where we want him to be right there. I don't know if we could have won, but I sure, they sure would have known we were here. That's Mike Skinner, and uh, as I said, he was just joking around with John Andretti here. They're both all right, and we're going to send it back to the tower. They have again waved off the restart one more time. They're giving the one-to-go signal, so now it's going to be a six-lap shootout. Apparently NASCAR still spotting some debris on the racetrack, uh, calling off the restart here with just seven laps to go. So Mike Skinner out of the event. He's a driver, Barney, that could have had a shot at winning here at Daytona today. They had a good run. They had a really good car. That Bill Davis uh, Dodge looked awfully good all day long, and uh, now it's all over. And, of course, Scott Wimmer, his uh, driver who will be in the car for Caterpillar the full season, uh, was he stayed in the top ten for the better part of the day. Really hate to see him go out of the event here this afternoon. What was it, a couple of years ago or three years ago, he finished either third last or year. fourth somewhere. Last year he finished third. Yeah, I remember he had an awful good finish here yeah. in the last couple of years. Had a very good opportunity here today, but unfortunately his uh, chances went up in the air literally back at lap 183. So let's look at who else is up there that could be a player. Now Scott Riggs actually got a little bit of damage from that crash that happened uh, here back at 183. Uh, Riggs, though, still running in the top ten in the sixth position. Haven't had a chance to find out if he did enough damage to hurt anything because we've not gone back under the green flag since then. But uh, he's up there in the mix. Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace again are seventh and eighth for the restart. And Joe Nemechek, who was so fast during the uh, practice sessions here at Daytona, got a lap down early this afternoon. He's up there in the top ten, now running in the ninth position. Dave Blaney is behind him. Let's go back to the care center. Actually, just uh, checking in the care center, Jamie McMurray holding court uh, out there. Jamie, what did you see what happened out on the racetrack? I don't know. Um, I just I got up against the wall when I saw everyone check up, and um, the 16 car came up in front of me uh, backwards. You know, I, I don't know if he got turned around or what happened, but just uh, when that happens, you're just kind of hanging on, and then so much smoke appears that you can't see anything. That's Jamie McMurray out of it early here at Daytona. And, of course, that was a crash that happened back at lap 183, which involved Scott Wimmer, Kevin Harvick, Ricky Rudd, and Greg Biffle. Well, let's see if we get the green flag this time. Everybody's excited, ready to see what is going to happen. In the 47th running of the Daytona 500, it will be six laps to go under the green flag, hopefully, as they come following the Chevrolet Corvette pace car off, off turn number four. Tony Stewart has been playing defense all afternoon. He knows the odds are stacked against him. Right behind him with Jeff Gordon back there, Dale Earnhardt Jr., unless Dale lends some assistance. Kurt Busch and Jimmy Johnson, the other two drivers, lined up behind Tony Stewart as the green flag is waving. Green goes back in the air with six laps to settle. The Daytona 500, Tony Stewart has been the man the better part of the day. Will he be the man when the checkered flag comes down? Single file, nobody pulls out, at least yet, as they head over to turn two. Stewart gets a good jump, about a car length and a half over Jeff Gordon, who now begins to close in with Dale Earnhardt Jr. right there in the number three position. Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, then about five car lengths back to Scott Riggs. Tony Stewart not leaving the yellow line on the inside of the racetrack. He is planted right down low. Jeff Gordon now flares to the high side. Dale Earnhardt Jr. does not go with Gordon. Stewart to the lead and Gordon is hung out to dry. Tony Stewart still has the lead but here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to get second place away from Jeff Gordon. Kurt Busch down low. Jimmy Johnson down low and Gordon hung out to dry. Kurt Busch falls in line behind Dale Earnhardt Jr. helping him down on the inside lane. Now to the outside of the racetrack goes Jr. He grabs the lead at the start-finish line, taking it all by himself to 
the high side of the track, but this is not over yet. Tony Stewart is not going to go quietly. He fights back to the inside lane. It's Stewart down low with Kurt Busch. Junior up high with Jeff Gordon. Side by side. Off turn two for the super straight. Double wide, three rows deep. Behind them, they are three wide. Here's Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Racing for the lead of the Daytona 500. Stewart down low. Earnhardt up top. Stewart with drafting help from Busch. Earnhardt with drafting help from Gordon. And they are wheel to wheel, inches apart. Tony Stewart still down low, drafting help from Kurt Busch. Up top, Dale Earnhardt Jr. drafting help from Jeff Gordon, still wheel to wheel. It looked like most of the afternoon that Dale Jr. was going to be out of this thing. All of a sudden, he is very much a player, trying to take the lead away from Tony Stewart. He's got a little drafting help, and now Jeff Gordon backs out of it. Here comes another challenge down to the inside of Tony Stewart over in turn one. Kurt Busch thought about three wide, couldn't get it done. Dale Earnhardt Jr. slams the door on Tony Stewart, Jr. to the low line. He's got the lead now. Stewart and Gordon side by side for second. Wheel to wheel for the second spot. Everybody is jammed up. It is rush hour on the super stretch at Daytona. Here's Stewart in second. Jeff Gordon to his outside. They are side by side. And Earnhardt pulls away by two car lengths. Battle for second is on. Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon behind them. Kurt Busch and Jimmy Johnson behind them. Mark Martin and Scott Riggs. But all alone out front, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has played them like a banjo this afternoon at Daytona comes to life when it really matters down to just three laps to go. He leads the Daytona 500 and exactly what he wants to see nearly three wide behind him. Junior got to the lead but did he get there too early? Here comes Jeff Gordon with Jimmy Johnson in tow. Gordon puts a wheel up to the outside. He'll make the challenge on Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's Jeff Gordon for the lead as one car scrubs the wall. Casey Kane. Side by side. Now it's Gordon's turn. Earnhardt has to fall back in line. Jeff Gordon goes to the lead on the back straightaway. Earnhardt to second. Bush and Johnson side by side for third and here comes Tony Stewart back in the mix caution is on the speedway apparently for the little incident over in turn number th- two or three not really sure which but at any rate the yellow is out Casey Kane scrubbed the wall Barney coming up off the corner there that caused the caution flag to wave and so they slow down a little bit we can catch our breath here because uh, we're going to have a chance to finish this thing under the green flag Jeff Gordon did pick up the lead over Dale Earnhardt Jr., and that's the way they will restart with Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, and Tony Stewart, the rest of the cars in the top five. About to see who's going to be teammates here in the closing laps of the Daytona 500 as they rack them up on the back straightaway. Following the pace car, they'll be coming around to get the green flag this next time. Green, white, checkered to decide the 2005 Daytona 500 champion. Well, if I had to pick one right now, I don't think uh, among that top ten it could almost go to anybody. But Jeff Gordon has been been the victory lane here at this racetrack. Earnhardt Jr. certainly has. Jimmy Johnson's been close a couple of times. I think his best finish here might have been a second. Kurt Busch very much in the mix. Scott Riggs has been impressive all day long. He's had to play catch up a half a dozen times. If he can stay out of trouble with a couple of laps to go here, he should be in good shape also. So it's going to be a green-white checker, and they will take that this time. Nobody's sitting down at the World Center of Racing. They know this is going to decide it all. Coming down to the green flag this time, whether it's going to be Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, or Scott Riggs. Pace car has the field in tow in turn number four. Gets ready to hit the pit line lane and everybody with a huge case of nerves to decide the Daytona 500. Jeff Gordon looks to the flag stand. The green about to wave. It's now in the air 
and it's on at Daytona. Gordon on the gas, trying to pull away from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. immediately drops low. Here's Jimmy Johnson. He'll go low. Now Johnson goes wide, looks to the outside of Earnhardt for second. Jimmy Johnson trying to make the challenge up high, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. will hold him off. They're two by two for the number three and four positions. Scott Riggs, Tony Stewart going down low. Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson up high. Then it's nose to tail for the lead. Kurt, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jr. Three wide, three rows deep from third on back. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Gordon up top. Gordon leading the way down the back straightaway. Here comes Kurt Busch like he was shot out of a cannon. He'll give Gordon a shot in the backside as they race through the corner. Chevrolet, Ford Chevrolet, top three, nose to tail. Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, Dale Jr. Behind them, Scott Riggs and Jimmy Johnson. White flag as they come out of turn number four and head down to the line. One final lap to get it done. Will they all come back or is somebody going to end up in the wall? It is still Jeff Gordon holding off Kurt Busch, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy Johnson, and Scott Riggs. It may get ticklish in turn one. All the cards are on the table. Final time in Daytona. Jimmy Johnson climbs the banking. He'll go after Dale Earnhardt Jr. for third. Takes a look on Kurt Busch. Busch can't do anything with Gordon. All the drafting help is down low as they come to the super stretch for the final time. Jeff Gordon leads the way. Here's Kurt Busch crowding down low in second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. not a factor to win. Busch all over the rear side of Jeff Gordon. It's Gordon leading to three. For the final time in turn number three, Jeff Gordon, Kurt Busch, everybody else from there on back is too wide. Here comes Jeff Gordon looking for the checkered flag. Jeff Gordon leads the way off turn four looking for his sixth Daytona win. Kurt Busch looks one time to the inside, can't make the move. Jeff Gordon is the 2005 Daytona 500 champion. Kurt Busch finishes in second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes in in third. Scott Riggs is fourth. Jimmy Johnson has to settle for a fifth place finish. And Tony Stewart, who led the majority of the laps today, has to wind up in the seventh position. Let's go to pit road. Let's talk to Robbie Loomis, the winning crew chief. How about that driver? Tell us about it. DuPont Chevrolet, Jeff Gordon. What more can you say? Hendrick Motorsports. Got to thank Jimmy. Jimmy raced those boys hard on the outside. Chad, those guys, we got a lot of support back at the shop. Got to thank God. This is unbelievable, and uh, we were really disappointed we didn't get the pole, and these guys kept digging, kept their heads together. We're just tickled to death. For the third time in his career, Jeff Gordon goes to victory lane in the Daytona 500. Let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. For the third time in his next Hell Cup career, he is in Gatorade Victory Lane for the Daytona 500. Jeff Gordon, the first place we've got to start is tell us about the pass on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, did I have to pass him? I don't remember I passed. I was trying to pass so many people. I thought Tony Stewart was going to be the guy, and, and he held us off for so long. And I had two shots at him, and uh, he drove a great race. Uh, you know, it was fun racing him. Dale Jr. came out of nowhere, you know, he'd just been hanging back there all day until it really counted, and, and I was worried. I tell you, uh, he pushed me a couple times. I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to keep him behind me. When he got the lead, I thought it was all over. Um, I, I, I got to thank Jimmy Johnson. Uh, he, he gave me a, a couple great pushes, and, you know, we were just trying, trying, trying to get up there, and I got a run, and I was shocked that I got to the quarter panel of the eight car, and, when I did, it just uh, carried my momentum, and, and I got in front of him, and, and I couldn't even believe it. Then the caution came out, and I said, oh, man, please, I don't want a green-white checker. And uh, I just got to thank so many people. This one is, uh, is really dedicated to those families uh, who, uh, you know, were, were part of that tragic loss last year. It, um, you know, it's something that we're never going to forget, but, you know, 
days like today just allow us to, to honor them that much more. And we were thankful to be here in Victory Lane to be able to talk about them and thank them for all they've done. And, and uh, thank all these hardworking people at Hendrick Motorsports who have just pulled through to, to bring us back to victory. Well, definitely work for Brandy Dorton and guys like that put the motor under the hood. But then you got around Dale Earnhardt Jr. Here comes Kurt Busch like he shot out of a cannon. Tell us about holding him off the last lap. Well, that was the best thing that could have happened to me. I, I tell you, that eight car, he just, there's times when he, he's so fast that, that you can't keep him behind you. Kurt and I worked, you know, well together all day long, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of I knew how we stacked up on one another, and he had a strong car. When he got into second, I, uh, you know, I just, I just did everything I could to, to stay in front of him, you know, look in my mirror. I was looking in the mirror more, and I was looking what was going on ahead of me, and, um, you know, riding the brakes, doing everything that I knew to, uh, to hold those guys off. When I saw the 48 and I think the 8 racing side-by-side side back there, I knew there was nothing that the 97 could do without a push from behind, and I knew we had it. Dedicating the win to the folks that we lost last September in victory lane for the third time in his career, Jeff Gordon. Our congratulations to Jeff Gordon as the celebration continues. Take a look at the full-field rundown from the 47th Daytona 500. Jeff Gordon wins his third Daytona 500. Kurt Busch finished second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. ran third. Scott Riggs fourth. Jimmy Johnson fifth. Mark Martin posted a good run. He finishes sixth in his final Daytona 500. Tony Stewart goes seventh. Sterling Marlin was eighth. Kevin LePage ninth. And Rusty Wallace tenth. Let's give 11th to Elliot Sadler. 12th to Carl Edwards. 13th to Joe Nemechek. Dave Blaney 14th. And 15th Dale Jarrett. 16th Jeff Green. 17th Kyle Petty. 18th Mike Bliss. Travis Quapel 19th. And Ryan Newman 20th. 21st goes to Brian Vickers. Casey Kane posts a 22nd place finish. Jeremy Mayfield ran 23rd. Ricky Rudd finished 24th. And Greg Biffle make up the top 25. Finishing 26th today, Casey Mears. 27th was Boris Said. 28th to Kevin Harvick. 29th to Jeff Burton. And 30th, Mike Skinner. John Andretti finished in 31st. Jamie McMurray, 32nd. Scott Wimmer was 33rd. 34th to Martin Truex Jr. And 35th was Bobby Hamilton Jr. Jason Leffler was 36th. Michael Waltrip, 37th. Kyle Busch was 38th. Ken Schrader, 39th. Kenny Wallace, 40th. Mike Wallace was 41st. Matt Kenseth, 42nd. And Bobby Labonte finished in the 43rd position. The Ray Bestus Rookie of the Race Award goes to Travis Quapel, who finished today in the 19th position. So goes another edition of the Daytona 500 and very exciting Speed Weeks 2005. Jimmy Johnson won the Budweiser shootout last Saturday night. Bud Poe qualifying went to Dale Jarrett last Sunday. The Gatorade Duel winners were Michael Waltrip and Tony Stewart. The Florida Dodge Dealers 250 went to Bobby Hamilton Sr. on Friday evening. The Hersey's Take 5 300 Bush Series race yesterday. Tony Stewart got the victory in that. And Jeff Gordon picks up his third Daytona 500 victory in the 47th running of the great American race. Voices you heard throughout the week here at uh, Daytona International Speedway were Dave Moody out in turns one and two, Mike Bagley on the super stretch, and Jeff Striegel up in turn four along the pit lane, at least on today's broadcast, Winston Kelly, Adam Alexander, and Steve Post. Our broadcast engineers on the Motor Racing Network, Craig Moore, Chris Cheesecake DeRocher, Todd Costello, Anthony Bowers, and Julian Vega. Our satellite engineer, the good Dr. Mike Weaver. Our pit runner, Paul Horvath. And our production assistants, Steve Blevins, Bill Randall, Joe Krantz, and Frank Beers. Be sure to join me for NASCAR Today, weekdays on the Motor Racing Network. We'll keep you posted on what's going on in the world of NASCAR racing. NASCAR Live Tuesday night at 7 Eastern Time with Eli Gold talking to the stars of NASCAR racing. And join us for the world of racing daily with commentary from NASCAR drivers on the issues of the day. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate and salute Jeff Gordon 
who has won the 2005 edition of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.